I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. I'm Valerie. I'm Vaughn. And I'm Ryan. And we really appreciate having our special guests here today. Yes. Vaughn and Ryan. Thank y'all. Hello. Hello. And uh, they're here today to help us cover um, Warner Brothers' Quest for Camelot from 1998, one of the kind of slew of movies in the latter half of the decade that were made to try to compete with the Disney Renaissance. Um, slew implying nothing about how you feel at all. <laughs> hey, I like some of the I like some of the movies that were that were made then. There's um, some good how slew. I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just put all this slop here. This one big trough of movies. <laughs> Who would like to take on the uh, enviable task of doing a non-spoiler uh, synopsis of what this film is? I wouldn't I mind trying. And, Does and one of our all... guests want to? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I guess. I, no, I think I was going to volunteer Ryan. I did the one for uh, Scooby-Doo when I was on. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I kind of wanted to volunteer Ryan also, honestly. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I've, I've been double volunteered. It's inescapable. <laughs> um, okay. So, oh, why didn't I prepare for this? <laughs> we never do. It's fine. <laughs> so, uh, uh, a young woman follows in her father's footsteps to become a knight. And save Camelot. That's that's. I mean, honestly, yeah. For my book, that's just pretty kind of much like short and sweet, but really <laughs> yep. not descriptive. Oh yeah, I did totally spell her name wrong in my notes the whole time. That's I knew I was. Um, yeah, no, I mean, pretty much. That's spoiler, spoiler free. Yeah, lots and of sh- lots of shenanigans on the way. Oh sure, that's oh god, yeah, yeah. Her, yes. But no, that's it. That's and the gist. She becomes a knight with. Uh, another dude we'll talk about. Yes. And There's have, a man that she meets in the forest. And like these other movies, there are animal friends. Right. And it does follow, well, I, I it goes along with the storyline of King Arthur and his knights of the course of the round table. But King Arthur's in it, but it's not like about... No, other it's than... It's about these side characters, basically. It's right. On other their than own trying adventure. to get, other than trying to recover Excalibur yes, for Excalibur King Arthur. Yes, Excalibur is involved. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's oh, fine. Yeah. Let's, um... Without getting into spoilers, of course, General, would you recommend this movie? Uh, I would recommend it. Um, it wasn't uh, uh, the bottom of the slew or whatever of those movies. <laughs> you guys I, are going to keep yeah. throwing slew in my face, aren't you? I would absolutely <laughs> recommend it. I, I think, um, I, I mean, the reason there's a lot of us here is because it was a part of our childhood. Yes. Uh, I had the DVD. Um, I think we had it on VHS. I mean, I'm not sure. I have opinions now, but I still enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I watched it a lot as a kid. I have the soundtrack on my iPod currently. So. And I would still say it's still a very feel good movie. And yeah, yeah. it was enjoyable. Um, so you would recommend Mom? Would I you? would recommend, yes. Um. No, I wouldn't. How about, how about you two? Oh, wow. That was harsh all of a sudden. Um, yeah, I was. I would recommend it. Um, I, I, I can get more into this later when we revisit this topic, but I, I think it's a cute, really simple, family-friendly film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would generally uh, recommend it. Uh, I actually didn't watch it as a child. The first time I watched it was uh, with Fawn, actually. Oh. I was going to say, oh, I nice. think that was my first exposure was in high school with you. 
Really? Amazing. For some reason, yeah. I thought you like knew it and liked it, oh, and that's why no we No way. It. I could have sworn that I borrowed it from you. So we have two of us who definitely watched it quite a bit as a kid, a parent who saw it that way, and then two people who saw it when they were in high school. Really Interesting. Like a, we two were like an Ouroboros of watching it. Like, <laughs> neither one of us yeah. introduced it to the other, and yet we both introduced it to the other. Listen, I don't remember That's much, amazing. but I'm pretty sure I didn't own this film. I, somebody gave me this DVD, and I remember giving it back, but who? I don't know who it was. I thought it was you. Oh, wow. Oh, we got a mystery on our Interesting. Hands. And we'll have to solve it by the end of the show. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. This is we'll where we bring in Scooby-Doo. No, Start yeah, texting while, your While friends. doing your commentary and stuff, you guys need to actively be solving a mystery behind oh, the scenes. Oh, my God. Let's um, so yeah, so we have four yeses and one no. Yeah, interesting. We'll see and, how this yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Boy, didn't know I was going to be sitting next to a hater. No, I'm just. Wow. I'm so excited I mean, for the star ratings now. I gotta hear that. I didn't. I didn't say that I hate it, but anyways. Oh. Oh, I mean, five I'm gonna, stars. I'm don't watch it. Because there's a lot of things that we that would think be amazing. That, good that you still recommend. Did you? Yeah, you caveats. recommended. It's like, I can't believe you're going to say you're not sure. Guys, we will get into I'm it later, sure please. We'll hear exactly why yes. doesn't want us to mm-hmm. want to recommend. Exactly. We will get into it later. Let's get specific. All right, so let's start talking about story, characters, and also voice acting, probably some too. Just all of that stuff. Uh, story. Like I think Vaughn said, it was really simple, straightforward. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, it's literally a quest. Not a lot of curveballs. It's a quest for an object. Like, huh? can I just yeah, make I think a commentary spoilers, about that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Our our, just... prota- our main protagonist. Um, hmm? you're gonna have to tell me her name. Kaylee. 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 Our main protagonist, Kaylee, which is not spelled K A Y L E E, which is how I spelled it in all of my notes. How is it spelled then? It Don't is spelled. The you oh, you're right. You're right. I should the <laughs> only remember helpful. how it is not spelled. Oh. K A Y L E Y. Uh, I went with a L E I G H. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the at least Wikipedia spells it this way. I don't know if it's maybe it said it on the back of the box or something. So the main character uh, got yeah, done well, being the mechanic on the Serenity and. <laughs> Stop that. She wishes she was that interesting. Oh no. What were you saying, oh. Jan? Oh no. Wow. Opinions are hitting hard already. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. I was just gonna say, Kaylee, yes. Um it's it's a little bit nuanced quest in that she's not only trying to retrieve Ex- Excalibur, yes. but she's trying to warn the court of an incoming threat and she's also yeah, trying to say. Pretty her early mother. on in the movie, the the main villain of the piece takes over her estate farm whatever yeah. it is um his name is ruber and he is actually introduced a bit before that mm-hmm. when uh we're, we're talking about how camelot is and he is somehow one of the knights um but he is immediately <laughs> so over the top with his twitching and his villainy that it it seemed very <laughs> unbelievable that he would ever have been a part of these knights yeah like it's- he flew heavy under the radar <laughs> Clearly, I don't like, know. I don't know how because he does not like make himself small. His like his character design is like I am grotesque and therefore evil. I know. Literally, when they were walking into to form the round table yeah. at the very beginning, I said, "Oop, there's the bad guy." I know. He slips out of the shadows and he looks yes. terrifying. Yes, yes. Out of all but the yeah, characters, so, so yeah. 
So, so Kaylee's yeah. So I was just gonna say, so Kaylee's quest is a little bit nuanced in that she's trying to to save her mother, of course, and and again and warn warn um, King Arthur and and the knights that this you know Ruber Ruber is coming. I mean, I think Ruber is is like a a classic like con artist in a way. He 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 like (laughs) he like landed this gig with them and is like putting up with this stuff. And by the time he gets to the point where he's like just about got his reward, he is like freaking out. He just can't deal with this any longer. And he's oh my gosh! It seems like he's not very good at it. Then, huh? Like to. This was to my, not be able to play the long game oh my gosh. for just this, a little longer? This was my biggest well, problem with the whole movie was was the fact that he like they're just he didn't even start like zero and then ramp up to hundred. He started right at a hundred. Like, <laughs> the yes. second he they sat down, he was like, Alright, forget all that singing crud. Like I want <laughs> land and I also now I want to be king all of a sudden. And it was just like, yeah. oh, and, okay. and then they're like, uh, no. And he's like, well, now I will do a murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and here's, here's the funny thing. There, I think which we're going to find that is problematic throughout this is that there is not enough developed uh, storyline or foundation to oh build on. I and agree. and again, yeah. so we have to assume, which there's yes. really nothing, no, not enough hints or enough context to assume that in these how many years of peace whether whether mm-hmm. it was five years ten years however many years the timeline of peace, sometimes seems that a little he's, vague that he has grown frustrated and so by the time they're having this meeting when the movie begins yes he's it, just it was 10 years. done he's done with it okay so between between the death of her father and the setting no, right no, the current setting no, right but mom's talking that. about what it's not is, she's wondering how long he was sticking with them yeah because oh, oh, because yeah, when yeah, he yeah. Com- because when he comes into that he's like i'm done with waiting right i mean and so they didn't they didn't develop enough in the in the in the context in the plot that his you know that he was a good guy at the beginning is why he was one of the nice and then his just he's getting frustrated it feels like in the context of a long con he was literally like a couple steps from the end and then decided he could not wait any longer so no one said he was a good villain True. Oh, that's um, but no, I I feel like Mom's right that there's a, a fair amount of assumptions this film yeah. wants you to have, and, to and, and they don't give enough it. hints for you to really make that assumption. It's it's a big leap. For and some the of same, it. they do that in some of the relationships. Or they don't give enough not, foundation. Not just mm-hmm. a leap, just like an acceptance. And if yes, you're, but yes. but if you're a kid watching this, like if you're oh, a yeah. kid, it's like uh, ugly, bad yes. dude. Got it. No, like none of this stuff bothered me as a kid. I enjoyed this movie quite a bit as a kid. Yeah. So. Uh, but story, story and characters. Is that uh, yeah. Well, my next note with with that stuff is the Excalibur was stolen. Horn. Yes. The Excalibur has been stolen. Alarm. Oh. It's like we have a very particular horn that we oh, sound ridiculous. when Excalibur is stolen, so which I guess has happened a couple of times yes, because that's... they all immediately recognized. It. Yes, that no, maybe they just do. Dr- Maybe they just do drills. Maybe it's like in case it's stolen, this is what you'll hear, and if it's it, and if it's fake, we're gonna do a secondary sound that's like this was just a test of our Excalibur was stolen system. Uh, no, like that farmer kazoo, did his dude. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That farmer did his thing, and I literally laughed out loud. I was like, as it was Same. starting, I was like, okay, okay. And then the farmer said what he said, and I was like. Pfft. 
and there was such a there was such a simple fix. Why didn't you just have the alarm go off and say our kingdom's under attack, right? Or, or just King there's Arthur some sort of problem, attacked, like there's... or something? Why did you specifically have to say Excalibur has yes, been taken? This because, random again, farmer this just, just knows. No, that's just because so it's sad. the Excalibur with stolen horn. Oh that's how he knows. <laughs> the biggest plot hole of this whole thing is like, is it? There's no inherent protections on the sword whatsoever. Apparently, it's just like once it's out of that rock, it's just like oh, free game. Like he just he's like, yeah. I'm gonna take this sword from you, and they're all like, Oh no, the sword! But like the sword doesn't do anything to to defend itself, and, it's, and then well, so no, it's just a sword. But, yeah. but it's what like, do you expect of it? Why if, no, if whole, yeah. was there the whole time? Why didn't he just take it when Arthur was a twiggy little teen and he couldn't do anything? Like no, we don't know well, exactly he? when he joined. We yeah. yeah, that's the thing is we don't know how long he's been there. That's but part th- of the that's problem. The thing. Classically, so, I, I in Arthurian legends, his, his coterie expands over time. Somebody yeah. should just knocked him out and taken it right then. That would have been a much more interesting story because it's like, all right, thanks for grabbing that, and then it just you know, my sword now. That's, yeah. But that would what be it, interesting. What about the whenever uh, King Arthur defended it when Ruber first tried to take it, and the the magic of the sword kind of pushed him back. There is some sort of thing there. Yeah, maybe when when, when, when Arthur because yeah, when Arthur has it, when Arthur acted to defend himself, it it came to his aid. It, it it's a tool. It's it's not yeah yeah. It's well, actually better thought, that it's not a, a MacGuffin quite so much. I think. Well, I thought the cannon mm-hmm. and and the. The lore with it was that only Arthur could wield it. He was the only. He was the only one who could pull it from the sword. He was the only who could pull it from the stone. I thought he was the only one who could wield it. I don't think it's that he's the only one who can wield it. He's the only one who could pull it from the stone. I think he's probably the only one he who could who could take advantage of its power, probably because maybe that. Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, because no one else really seemed. So I thought that it doesn't really seem to do a lot of magic stuff. No, seems like for safekeeping, he just should keep it in the rock at like all the time unless he's out. Yeah. When it's necessary for ceremonial stuff. you know it's not going anywhere when it's in the rock. So. This is true. Okay. This is true. I'm bringing this up. I don't know if it goes here, but why why is it in the middle of Stonehenge and why does Stonehenge look at, like that at that long ago? Uh, one, I don't, I don't like think it. it is Stonehenge. I think it is a But it's like a Stonehenge. There are many many sure. stones in Britain. Sure, right, sure, sure. But I they guess were definitely pulling they... from from Stonehenge for the always Your bigger like question is why do they look so old and weathered even though this is back during the times when they might have been made but i guess we don't know if they were made by those people or if they were there yeah Yeah, no they weren't i think i'm not super up on my arthurian legend but it's 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 like ancient stuff that they're uh dealing with there pulling pulling the sword from the stone it's been there for you know untold time before them Mm. Do you guys remember when uh, Kaylee said, what is a damsel anyway? And yeah. um, and I realized that our main protagonist is kind of a dummy. <laughs> kind of just not a real smart I mean, person. I mean, if it would have been like a himbo, you'd have been like, oh, you're so cute. You're dumb. Well, think about be- this. <laughs> think about this. If, if, there, if the phrase damsel in distress had never been in our popular parlance, you probably wouldn't I know suppose. what a damsel is either. You know? That's well, fair. Also, and I will also add to that is that this kingdom has had peace, so you haven't had people being attacked True or facts. women being targeted yes, yes. or younger kids. So she doesn't. She has. Yeah, she's grown up in that, that peaceful society. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, I also liked the part, well, I didn't like, the part where, (laughs) where the mother is like, you're mad. And he's like, I'm so glad you've noticed. I've been working at it for years. And my question is, why, why the, why were you working at that? (laughs) Why was that a goal of yours? I don't know. I just, because this isn't a problem for me. I'm just curious what his motivation was. Why is that a His motivation is villain. Someone said he couldn't have a thing he wanted. And so he decided (laughs) to be a villain. He was pretty much already there before that. But pretty okay. much, yes. Just like um, Dr. Horrible, he also, wanted to be the why... best villain of all times. And he's uh-huh. been working on this. And he's had to put up with this peaceful kingdom and these uh-huh. people that are boring. And oh, yeah, my God. he's been working on but this villain. I'm curious why his army is a bunch ever. of shirtless guys, though. <laughs> oh, Where did he get this army of shirtless guys? He probably just... Uh... Uh, recruited peasants because he knew it didn't really matter if they were. But why do all of these peasants not wear shirts? Because and shirts also have pretty pointy teeth even before they turn into metal creatures. Shirts are so expensive. <laughs> okay, I mean, maybe they're his servants that have been working on like the League of Evil. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe it's okay. queer coding and he likes shirtless men. <laughs> oh my oh gosh. gosh, please no. Bad <laughs> oh no, please no. Uh. <laughs> I liked that his potion is literally an acne product. I didn't yeah. like that. <laughs> that and by like, I also mean I did not like that. <laughs> you Did you actually see the letters? Yeah, when he, yeah. Holds, yeah. When he holds up his little vial, it says that. acne. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't catch that. It's, it's, it's I a did Warner not Brothers like... production. It yeah, sure the is. Warner, the, uh, the, they took a couple of opportunities to make sure you knew that. The womanizing <laughs> chicken part was a bit annoying, uh, but yeah. it was fine, I think. Everything about the, that chicken was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I w- once he, you know, transformed, like, they weren't uh, leaning on the womanizing part, and so it wasn't... He doesn't have a name until he transforms, because yeah. he's only ever listed as Blade Beak. Besides that, he's just a chicken. Oh, God. He's always been known as that. It's just it's happened a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, there were so many, like, sidekick gag characters that it was just like, I'm gonna need this to stop. Like, I don't, yeah, he Bla- was the worst I put one. The, yeah, I, I put that Blade Beak is very obviously just there for kids to love, and to be honest, as a kid, I did. I did love him quite a bit. I still do a little bit. Like, there are parts of him that I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But but in general, I enjoy his, his uh, reluctant villainy and, and turncoating yeah. and stuff. I, I kind of actually enjoy that stuff, that part of it. I guess, I and we can talk about it more in spoilers, but I feel feel like that could have been developed a little better. I don't know. Sure. That's fair. Um, well, did, uh, oh, yeah, sure. No, what I was just going to say is what I found interesting about his character, I'm not saying I enjoyed the womanizing, but sure. he was like... Which well, he mostly did as a chicken, like Fowler Yeah, but I mean, he was this puny, I guess, rooster or whatever that, yeah. that, that tried to make himself, because he was so scrawny, you know, be this great thing and there were times there were many times that the women chickens had to rescue him like when he got knocked over and they're all like patting him and trying to have him come to and whatever you're talking about when he was still a chicken yeah when he was still a chicken at the very beginning and thought he was hot stuff yeah so i just mean is it was to me it was almost like the women (sighs) helping the hens i guess that the hens just kind of like helping him feel good about himself you know almost like with there was one, and I don't know if it was one of the not chicken runs, or whatever. Some of the shows, it's kind of like, oh, I know what I was thinking of. Um, in All Dogs Go to Heaven, uh, the 
it was the the Chahi's birthday, oh. and they're all like, "Let's just the Chahi's birthday." So it's kind of like all I the like hands. the Chahi's birthday thing a lot. No, 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 more I know. Oh, I know. I, I know. No, no, no. That makes sense. But I just executed. mean all the hens like, "Oh, let's you know, let's make him sure. feel good about himself." I don't know. No, I yeah, I guess to me that just came off as like he's the only rooster, therefore he can like have his pick of whatever. I didn't know? like it, it. Yeah, it it didn't come off quite as. Um, charming yeah. as the Chahi thing for sure. For, no, I agree with that, but I guess my take from the whole get-go was just that these hens had it going on and he didn't and they were trying to like boost up his confidence. I guess, but especially the big lady chicken it felt like is the, like the ball and chain is yeah. how the the movie kind of Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. had her be, you know? Mm-hmm. So I yeah, yeah I don't know. It just those opening scenes. It just yeah. felt obnoxious. Okay. Um, I liked the convenient hole in the wall behind where Kaylee and her mom were being held um, by those two dudes. That's just, it's just like right there. She didn't even have to go anywhere. That stuff breaks down. But it's just like, maybe, maybe don't hold them there though. The black right right there. Because there was a, there was a pretty open space at the bottom of the stairs, but they were like partway up the stairs. I really actually liked the blocking of that whole scene. Uh, it was the, the lighting and stuff was fun. Yeah, and the and the, the the way the one that was holding her ran forward to get his his oh, yeah, weapon yeah. body, and that gave her the chance to get away. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's yes. simple, but it's it's. I, I liked that, well. but yeah. I just I guess I guess it felt I felt it would have made a little more sense if like she had to just run up and like go over the wall real quick or something like that, rather than just her means of escape being literally right behind her. Seemed. It's fine. I didn't mind it. For, for how got, little they actually yeah. used that anyway, yeah, you're right. Because when, yeah. when she comes out the other side, you don't like see her leaving. She's just like, yeah, just on the other side of the wall. It's so yeah, right. It's, I think it's just animate animatingly convenient. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so too. There was a lot of just convenient stuff in this movie. Like I, oh yeah, I, sure. I was wondering the whole time. Like I, I know the real answer is oh for fun, but like <laughs> just as far as plot goes, like what what was essentially the point of fusing the henchmen? With weapons, like they weren't any more effective for it because they look really cool. Toys. Did toys. they? The answer is oh, toys. yeah. As a as a kid, I thought they looked so cool. You like, don't even like, know. Oh, I, got I was this. so into their oh, whole their whole aesthetic as a kid. I was their... like, I want an action figure of this guy with the just chain ball hands. Toys. If you yeah. watch their yeah, movement a... during the dance around the the potion pool, uh, it's like really fluid. They clearly put a lot of work and effort into yeah. that because they were trying to focus on them like i, I truly think they were like oh, we need to sell some toys <laughs> i guess but i was just like man this is unnecessary and then they had like these witches and she's like oh i got this potion from some witches and like i would have <laughs> liked to have seen the witches, witches to be honest the acme witches yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like okay did you hear vaughn Huh? Did you hear Vaughn saying I would have liked to see the witches? Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, two, it remind me the the designs very much like Iron Giant and that type type of uh, mm. robotic. Robotic. I don't of. think no. He's much more. <laughs> he he just feels much more mechanical and like he could have actually been made. They feel, they do feel like magic metal men mm. rather than constructed metal men. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like you could take them apart, really. Yeah, I, I see certain similarities, especially with uh, Ruber's arm later. Yeah, that was very cool. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I just mean aesthetically is I, what it reminded I, me of. I can see to some extent, but I didn't. I didn't really get that. Personally. Talking about uh, plot convenience, I didn't oh, mind 
all the convenient <laughs> things that happened in the forest. I think to me, they kind of just made it like magic weird forest. So when like the uh, guys got eaten by a, a stump or just like flipped into a whirlpool, it's like, Okay. Well, we can't just go to the forest without talking about how Carrie Elvis does uh, makes Garrett pretty immediately likable, despite how surly he is, just because yeah. his voice is great. Yeah. Can we talk about the voice acting in general? This cast was stellar, yeah. actually. That, yeah. It I didn't really... realize how many A-list people were in this until the credits, and I was like, what? they did what? <laughs> yeah. That was There's who? a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of good people in here. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I just mentioned, Mom, you know who that is, right? Wait, wait. I Car- didn't hear you. Carrie Ellis. Ellis. He said to, he said it's pronounced like Elvis with a W. Elvis. <laughs> when I googled, um, he was in Princess Bride and Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, the yeah. the lead character. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love him. Yes. Okay, yes. he he voiced Garrett. He's delightful. Oh, okay. oh he yeah. is. He was a, in a lot of things at that time, and he was always great. Gary Oldman was Ruber. Oh, okay. Otherwise, mm-hmm. serious black. Yes. Um, and then Devin and Cornwall were Eric Idle and Don Rickles. Don Rickles, I recognize. Eric Idle is one of the of Monty Python. For oh, those okay. who haven't watched ah, it, so that's what yeah, it was. yet, and we haven't mentioned oh, it yet, okay. Devin and Cornwall are, are a dragon. Yes, yes. They get introduced. The dra- the they get introduced basically at the midpoint of the movie. So they're pretty late in there. Oh, I, we didn't mention Blade Beak. Jaleel White. Yes, yeah. I saw that. That was like, amazing. Urkel, or Sonic. as I care a lot more about Sonic in the 90s. Jaleel oh, White is so a true. delight. I love also, him. Aiden, guess who it was? Guess who it was? Returning Pre- voice actor. Premier inanimate object and animal voice actor of the 90s. Frank Welker. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember. I can't with you, Mom. Raja. I can't. Like any animals <laughs> that we've pretty much heard has okay. been Frank Welker. Okay. Yes. He, but Aiden and also like- Scooby Doo and Fred. Abu, Aiden was like the, the only carpet. animal who Abu, didn't yes. say anything, like actual words. He made some falcon noises occasionally. He makes some noises that you can really hear Abu in if you listen. He definitely, yeah. no, and yeah, he yeah, does yeah. make noises because he's uh, Garrett's eyes. Yes. So well, he, he lets him know. He, he doesn't I don't think speak like, like actual constantly. English words, though. No, yeah. Like, no, no, Garrett no, 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 no. can understand him for some reason. No, yeah, Frank Welker's very good at making animal sounds. Yes, yeah, Frank yeah. Welker like, does, like, Raja and things like that. He is the voice actor for these animals. My guess is Frank Welker didn't actually do the hawk screeches, but he did do little little vocalizations. I mean, I don't know if he Probably. did Probably. But he I, definitely I, did I little, to say, little, we don't little vocalizations. There was one voice actor I didn't point, point out, which was uh, King Arthur as Pierce Brosnan. Mm, yeah. Pierce oh my Brosnan. God. <laughs> that one really surprised me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All of their singing voices are different, though. <laughs> yes. So, except yeah. for Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman does sing. And, and Eric Which Idle we'll talk and... about when we get to that. Oh, yes. No, you're right. Eric Idle and Don Rickles also do their song, uh, which we won't talk about yet. We'll talk about when we get to songs. Sure. Lots of opinions. Um, so excellent voice acting. Who did you say Kaylee was? Did anyone uh, that Jessalyn Gilsig. Oh, okay, I don't yeah. know. Okay. And what yeah. about the mother? Uh, that was... Anyone that Julianne? Yeah, where did I... Oh, sorry. Jane Seymour. Uh, oh, Jane Seymour. Yes, sure. I, yeah. okay. I actually don't by name, but I'm That's glad okay. you guys did. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I didn't realize that was her singing voice. Wow. Does anyone know who Bronson Pinchot, Pinchot yeah, is? Because yeah. P- that was the Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot. Yeah, he was a, a Broadway a Broadway star. Uh, 
He's done some other stuff too. I enjoyed his voice acting yeah, personally. Yeah, the the and reveal. I, I thought it was delightful. Which yeah, one the Griffin. Oh, yeah. you would do that. I honestly, honestly, <laughs> like I enjoyed right. him as a side character more than several of the other side characters, including Blade Beak. Fair. I was yeah, hoping Blade Beak, Blade Beak would pull him, pull him, would give him a, a, a right a turn, a, a hero turn. Did the Griffin have a name? No, literally nope, just Griffin. Griffin. I I was so curious about how Rubert got him as a sidekick in the first place. I like, know that is really cool. That and the witches, like yes, explain like, yourself, he's Rubert. He's obviously got some cool Who connections. Did... Why? Wow, oh, it's such a shame we didn't delve into that with him. Clearly, that's all I content know. from the animated series that didn't. Who happen. did you say was the? <laughs> Sorry, who did you say was the actor for Rubert? For Rubert, that's Gary Oldman. Oldman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, so so to me, excellent voice acting. And this is where we've talked about this before on this podcast. Um, a great actor or actress doesn't always transfer into great voice acting or mm-hmm. actresses. But in this case, I feel like yeah, in this case, really I think well they all scripted and pretty did a solid. Great job. Um, I would have maybe recast one person, but we'll talk about that much later. I don't know, or at least not. Well, anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's some interesting things. Um, yeah, but but more story, more story, character stuff too. We don't have to only focus on voice acting. Um, can we talk about animation for a moment? No, or, not, oh, yet. not yet. Not yet. We have okay. a section for that. Okay. Okay. Um, my, I guess my, I'm a little confused by the whole Aiden Silverwing thing relationship. Yeah, because he's Merlin's Falcon, but then he also helps Garrett survive but he's not always with Garrett oh, so does he just I, leave when Garrett's asleep because yeah, when Merlin, we first see him he's with Merlin Merlin's a, a, a very interesting character that they chose not to develop at all yeah um, he's, at a very, all. he's a very long view kind of character uh, mm-hmm. literally because he like in some in a lot of different versions he lives backwards in time so yeah he he uh, I think he sent Silverwing to be with Yeah, Gary. there's definitely the flashback where he has kind of the little look that seems to insinuate that. I guess I'm just confused because it doesn't seem like Silverwing just went and stayed with Garrett What's the, mechanics? the whole time. He seems to be going back and forth to Merlin, and I'm a little confused about how often he does that oh, and yeah, what Garrett right. does when he's not with him. I would, To me, it seems like, at least in the beginning, he was probably figuring out what the forest is like. Mm-hmm. And I bet there's a lot of areas where he's pretty comfortable navigating. Oh, and, wait. Unless he's I want to talk about I guess I wish that we had seen that some, though, because it just feels like Aiden's always around when we see Garrett. So we never see him did, deal with stuff without having the bird yell for him. Did did he call? Did I don't th- did he go back and forth? Because now that I'm thinking about it, didn't he? He actually, was at the very what, least he was with Merlin when the sword was stolen See, at the no, very least actually, I, was no. he or no he called him out of the I forest think, yeah i Didn't think he? i heard he? merlin no maybe, merlin said uh, merlin so. was there by himself and merlin said right. protect okay. the sword silverwing or you're something right, you're right. silverwing came up out of the forest okay so i guess he is just generally with garrett okay no yeah you're right now that i'm playing that in my head i will say the ding on the silver wings was a bit much once or twice, the was ding fine. and the like flash, yeah, yeah, like the flashing, that's fine. But they dinged quite a lot whenever it was happening. You're like I don't need a ding. Like fourth or fifth time, I'm like, it's good. You don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> this is a special bird, Valerie. I want so, you to yeah. know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, 
It's like Chip Skylark's teeth or something. My <laughs> shiny wings at me. Nice pull. Yeah, it's beautiful. What are they? What else you got? I have some, uh, there I was have a, a part, question about oh, yeah. that bird, but I don't. No, I go guess for we it. can get in. We have to get into. Is it, it spoilers? Think you think it is because it's about okay. Garrett's Garrett's background. But I have so many questions about why he chose to. do I mean, we see Garrett's <laughs> background not that late in the movie. We could feasibly. I think it's probably the, about the spoiler through. section is basically just the final battle stuff. So I don't know. Okay, so Who's, my question yeah. is like, all right, if uh, and we we'll cut it. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Like, if we need if, to. He so he got hit by this horse and and then he went blind because right. he wasn't born that way, um, and then I, did he say like what the reasoning was for going to decide to live in this you know forest of certain death? Like I think you just have to assume that he doesn't feel like he belongs there. Like people look down on him, and yeah. especially because he says the only person who doesn't it was Kaylee's dad, and he yeah. died. So I yeah, just feel the, like maybe at that he, point. I, it's it's just so obvious this, that the only reason he's in there is for plot device and not for like character background to me because it's like he's this sardonic kind of joking guy that <laughs> seems like he handles his situation pretty well all things considered but then yeah. randomly when he needs to be in a certain place he just gets kind of like mm, well, I'm not part of that and then he just you know leaves and goes off to sulk and I'm like is that well, the whole purpose of the the forest is like I. So they never directly say exactly why he left Camelot, but they, he does imply it heavily when he's uh, talking about why he can't go with her, about how they'll yeah. they'll never see me like she sees me. They'll see me. They won't see me as a man. And he also like, thinks she that she'll see stop me. seeing him. Yeah, she thinks that she'll also start seeing. <laughs> so it he, it implies he was like kind so of cheap. heavily abused <laughs> by the people of Camelot. <laughs> yeah, honestly <laughs> did. Look down, like Even not before, seen as able but it was to just do like, anything, yeah. and therefore yeah. not allowed to do anything. And he's like, "I'm much more capable." It seemed like I, I there was a lot of really strong prejudice that. against him. This, this causes a lot of questions about why anyone would ever want to be in Camelot and how, like, <laughs> anyone does, like how welcoming these people are in general. Because, like, another question, just to throw if back. you're cis, straight, white, and able-bodied, <laughs> they're probably real good to you. Well, but like another thing was like, okay, Rubert's plot was just like, all right, send Griffin into Camelot, steal sword check go to random uh-huh. farm of lady that i know vaguely <laughs> steal her cart specifically to get into town oh never mind that the you know the whole city's on high alert because my griffin stole the sword like ah f- forget all that we're just gonna go back there after i have the sword and then invade like uh, wait, well, wait why he, is he this- wants to have the sword before because he want his two sure. goals have sure. the sword murder that guy like, who wouldn't give like, me all why, the stuff I why want. Why Juliana specifically? It kind of implies <laughs> well, that like interject. only she is allowed in the, like they're not going to open the gates for anyone else. We're like, oh, it's Juliana. Well, in that no, case. No, let, let me interject. I think they, I, I still remember it. I feel like they did set up at the beginning that they were, I don't know, for whatever reason, the only or one of the few only knights that were not in the cityscape in and of themselves. I don't know why they lived on the exterior. But after all of the King Arthur's knights, after her husband was killed, Mm -hmm. and they all came back, uh, King Arthur specifically said, Lady Julianne, you are welcome into the kingdom at any time. So she was the only knight or 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 lady of you know of one of the knights that we know of that did not live in the town proper and i don't feel and like i think that's i don't feel like other people would have necessarily been denied but i think she i think because it was her she wasn't questioned and he like was, if it was yeah. just some random people who were like 
wanting to move there and wanted to live there, then they probably would have been interviewed at the gates and stuff. Like, okay, to make well, sure that's, that they were that's safe called people. nepotism, yeah. my friends, and that's never cool. So let's not. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. Well, but King <laughs> Arthur also, yeah, King Arthur also specifically said uh, to both Julianne and the daughter that yeah. your husband was my most like he trusted ally, them. my yeah. most trusted ally. So they thought very highly of him. And then uh, Ruber specifically says, Lady Julianne, you know, you're part of you and your daughter are going to be part of, you know, this coup. Yeah. So, so they did target her for that specific reason. And again, they were on the exterior of the town and how far but out my it is, a ways out. Is if he wanted land in the first place, he should have amassed all his weird fused henchmen and gone around conquering everything around Camelot then starved them out and conquered and, like, everything. And had a big army. <laughs> my, my guess as to why it that went, went that way is, has something to do with the adaptation from the novel it was based on and, and then the actual yeah. reason for it just got kind of lost in the, oh, I'm gonna have to read the, in the simplification of it. Yeah. The yeah. King's Damsel. Yeah. So yes, the King's Damsel by Vera Chapman. Yeah. So I do, I do think that a consistent uh, theme that we've brought up is that the story... The storyline, it's it definitely has some gaps that that make it, you know, some literal plot holes, you know, but then there are some gaps that there aren't. You lose fluidity, and it's not a really easy, necessarily easy story to follow because of some of the gaps and some of the lack of development of characters, their relationships, some of those boundaries and those relationships and those ties aren't well, you know well established i think it's important since we are on this topic to mention um this this movie had a lot of production woes um the initial story actually was pretty different and centered around a character named Susanna who embarks on a dangerous quest for the holy grail to save her sister from a ruthless and powerful knight oh holy cow yeah pretty different um the movie started production in 95 um but didn't release until 98 and it went through a whole lot of changes and lost a lot of people that were initially working on it due to creative differences the the leading animator for Garrett Crystal uh, Klebund, uh did did an interview later where she kind of talked about how the people at the top didn't really understand how to effectively get things done. They kind of just kept making changes and being like, "You guys know how to handle this." And like some of those people at the top oh, no. were people who had worked at Disney, where they kind of could do that because there was an infrastructure already set up to make that happen. But that wasn't the case here. And no none, no people at the top were putting effort into making sure that infrastructure existed. So this movie being made was not a smooth and easy process. And I think that very much shows in the final product in terms of just the consistency of the story and the characters and how well developed they are and how stuff does or doesn't flow. It It doesn't always feel perfect. And that's very much a product of the process to make it not being perfect remotely at all. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Well, now I feel kind of huh. bad. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, bad. I mean, you don't need to feel bad. It, whatever the reasons are, they made a movie that definitely has some issues. And even if, even if it's not entirely their fault, that's still what exists. So yeah, 
there was a, a part when they were entering the dragon place um, where Kaylee was talking a bunch and then he told her to be quiet and she was like, why do you need to hear something? And he's like, no, I just want you to be quiet. And at that point I was really identifying with that because Kaylee's kind of written very obnoxiously. Yeah. <laughs> she talk, she talks a lot and She's she kind of just blunders into stuff. And like, I, I get it, but it's not, I don't enjoy it very much. She's written, I think like the only child that she is. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The like yeah, she's rude. Let's just I mean, all let's all take a moment to really judge only children, can we? No, no. <laughs> when she was whenever she was like touching the flowers, like this isn't so bad and he was like getting all the repercussions of the stuff that she was triggering. Which was kind of funny, but it also doesn't make her likable as a character. Right, right. I felt like she just like stumbled into things and frequently had to be saved, which I felt like was the opposite of the message they were trying to convey. Like, oh, yay, feminism. It, Women yeah. can be knights too. Yay, equality. And it really it was like, wasn't until the end that she showed any agency in dealing yeah, with situations. I, I think every, every situation she got into, she didn't really get herself out of alone, except for like the time that Garrett got shot and then she did whatever that she did with that treant's arm. It didn't even really look like she did much there. It was kind of like, hey, look at this stuff over <laughs> she, here. And she, she pulled she his arm him. down. Yeah. Yeah. I think she, I think she did some I'm, stuff in the final battle while she was in the cart and stuff too, but we'll, we can talk more specifically yeah. about that. I'm, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Um, sure. She, she uh, I, I will generally agree that she uh, has some uh, troubling qualities, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I will say that she, when she was following Garrett as he sang, uh, yeah. All the way during that song, she was following him. She, she was. That's true. She was getting it done. You know, she was doing what she had to do. She, she was actually doing it a lot less gracefully than him, which is sure. part of the source of the comedy. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it made sense. But she was she doing hadn't it. Hadn't lived there, but yeah, she she was yeah. making it through the forest. She made it. She chose to go into the forest to get Excalibur right. <laughs> against her mother's uh, <laughs> kind of Wishes. direction. But yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So she she takes. I mean, I will say, I at the ultimately, I didn't hate her. Like, I it was at that point in the movie, she was kind of wearing on me. But by the end of the movie, I, I liked her fine as a character. Um, I, I think, yeah, I guess just some of the ways, especially that it, the movie plays comedy and stuff, mm. makes by the middle of the movie, I, I wasn't very endeared to her, and it had to do more work after that to to actually get me to that point, which isn't necessarily the best way to set up your main character, but I don't know. Sure. I think I think her character is atypical of of all, all productions that say, hey, we're going to be progressive. We're going to have a female protagonist, but yet we're going to make her be a damsel some of the time, and we're going to make her flawed, and you know, we're going to make this and that because we're really not progressive but we want you to think we are. I mean, in some ways, because they didn't, they didn't give her the agency and the full empowerment to be that, that strong female protagonist. And I just think that's very typical in, in non anim you know, in live action as well as animated. Oh, certainly it's not, this would not be the only film to have a problem in that regard. Just like if you're going to, you know, have a person of color be the protagonist, let's have them have to, still be saved by a white guy or something, you know, it, it just, yeah, it's, it's just atypical. Unfortunately, I think, I think of, are you atypical means it's not typical. 
I'm saying that wrong. You're saying typical. Yes, sorry. It is typical. I am. Love. You're young. Yeah, when so they sorry. do that, I am it's saying common that they to are, do that. Yeah, yeah. That they're, they just utilize that. Thank you. Um, I think this is all good conversation, but we are 43 minutes in, so I'm going to push us a little sure. quicker through some of the plot stuff. This, this was inevitable um, with this many people. Oh, it was. <laughs> I, I, I already know that this is going to be a longer episode, <laughs> but let, I still don't want it to be three hours. So sure. uh, anyways, uh, frankly, where the reasons cousins shouldn't marry, funny line. Um, I didn't know. It was unpleasant, but... But I did, was amused by it. Um, so they just killed and ate those dragons, huh? Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I can't believe they got Interesting. them. Interesting. Uh, my real so my real question with the dragons is like, do did they could they talk too and stuff? Because they always just they well, they, they just names, seem like beasts so the whole time. Probably. Yeah, they probably yeah. can talk. Yeah, that's true. Yorick, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the reference game was on point this whole movie. Oh, it was so much. It was too much. It was yeah. really um, just them. Those I mean, are a few H- reference. Blade Beak did of them, a lot of it. Blade yeah, Beak did true. too. Yeah, yeah Blade Beak. The comedy one. He had some Clint um, stuff going on. Yeah, Blade Beak. I actually had two liked big, big movie references. <laughs> Yeah, um, when they when they were eating the dragons, I actually did like the little exchange where Ruber's like, "Did you hear me?" And he's like, "Sorry, master, my mouth was full." It's like he's a polite guy. He's just trying to finish before he responds. Yeah, Ruber even comments on it. He does. It's, yeah, I liked that a little I bit. I don't like how they make Ruber to where he can defeat all these dragons and everything else too, but yet he can be overcome. You know, again, to me, that's just. I I had this is I have it a little bit later in my notes, but the fact that Ruber keeps almost getting them and then being subdued makes him a lot less threatening as a villain than if it was just his underlings that were doing that. But because Fair. he is the one who keeps almost getting them, but then doesn't, it, he starts feeling like Team Rocket of like yeah. <laughs> I can't actually take this character seriously because inevitably he's not going to be able to do it. Yeah, but it's like if he if he's not the one doing it then he's not in most of the movie. True, but you so, yeah. I mean you could still cut some to his his planning or his whatever and also because I'm talking about cuts to Ruber, that random quick cut, quick cut to him grabbing a hot coal and saying that yeah. he was going to get them that was then over suddenly was yeah. really weird. It was. And I th- don't think that needed to stay in there. I think they could have just not had that cuz that was weird. I apparently yeah, thought nothing strange. of it. <laughs> it. I thought it was pretty strange cuz it was it was after they bed down for the night and he yeah. is, is getting getting bed bed down for the night and he's just like grabbing coals so he can feel pain because villains yeah <laughs> and it's so, it's so quick and it adds nothing and it just felt weird like it just didn't he makes this weird little like there. moaning noise when he does it it's really, it's really okay, not okay can i i'm gonna try to say this as not as as family friendly as possible but it seems like he's going to climax a lot in this movie with the ways that his voice and his face do things and i find it deeply unpleasant (laughs) i mean as a kid i didn't read it like that (laughs) i didn't i i i found it hard not to at certain points it was i didn't like it didn't like it how did blade beak end up with the mom part way through was there a line i missed or something about him going back to her yes, or yeah. yes. Ruber, okay Ruber sent him back to to the carriages he's, he's okay, like okay. Go, go rendezvous with the with the carts and tell them to press on i'll meet them okay good i figured i probably just missed something but i was a little confused i don't understand why garrett falls in love with kaylee at all <laughs> 
So I get why, because she, because you even see some scenes before where she clearly seems interested in him, and I and I get it. He's stunning and he's great. I don't. It's not just the, like me having problems with Kaylee as a character, because ultimately I thought she was fine. It just it felt like he was purely like this girl is annoying up until the point where he was suddenly in love with her. And I, I feel like that could have been developed a lot better than it, it was. Definitely could have been developed better. Uh, but he, I think he took Aiden's uh, liking of her to heart. Yeah. And, and then I, I don't know. Yeah. It definitely could have been yeah, developed yeah. better, but it seemed like yeah, just it just little felt bits and quick. Things. I, I think there was, it, some... felt, it felt like they had to, because they were the, the, they were going to be the main love interest, but Definitely. just it felt it felt like, like it didn't need song. to. Yeah, and I mean, we'll talk about that song, but like it feels like they they could have just pushed it a little more later to to have them actually fall in love, actually start having him have a turnaround where he was starting not like to be kind of still surly, but like you could tell that he he was starting to feel yeah, something be, be instead of just suddenly. <laughs> He's into her. I do agree that it it happened quickly, but I think the turnaround point was where he realized, oh, this is Lionel's kid. And he had such, yeah, he had such respect Uh, for him and his history with him that he probably projected some of that reverence onto her. And then, of course, there was like the near death experience where she did technically save his life. So I think yeah. that's probably so such reticence. <laughs> technically, I mean, I'm not gonna technically lie. I, that happened. The main reason that I enjoy this film is for their romance, and uh, I'm probably biased because I've, I've just swoon over Garrett so much that I don't really care about Kaylee's half of who, it. Who among <laughs> us does not swoon over Garrett? But, really? But I, I love that the romance. Aspect. Stand, step forward and name yourself. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm a lesbian uh, and I was swooning over him. So like, yeah, I. I love him so so much that I guess I forgive this part of the movie, the romance. That's subplot. fair. I have a note. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, I think this is one of the part, one of the uh, character developments and mm. and plot developments where it would have been an easy fix to not only make Kaylee a stronger protagonist but also develop their relationship more. Is if you could have seen more of a turn of her having respect for the forest, the, mm-hmm. the, the relationship of, of Garrett and Aiden? sorry, the hawk Aiden. and Aiden, um, or, or her being more independent and, and like having learned and him quickly starting to like be like, Oh, there's something. something to her. Yeah. yeah. I mean that type of thing, because again, it would have made her a stronger character and then him, Again, see more of her father in her type sure. thing. Oh, yeah. oh, and part of his bag, I think, was that, you know, oh, I'm alone because, you know, like y'all said, oh, Camelot didn't treat me very well after I was blind. Nobody believed in me. Here's this girl who's kind of annoying, but she actually accepts me for me and she's going on this journey. Like she believes person. in me. Yeah. 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 So I yeah. think. I, although, I, the, although she does at one point say, I wish you could see it. And yeah. I was like, oh, Kaylee, that's really insensitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. messed up, girl. You gotta oh, learn not to do that. I kind of read that the other way. I definitely see your point. I kind of read that the other way. Like, uh, I guess, yeah, it is rude, but but it was just like a, a desperate desire for her. And then, and yeah, was, and I mean, I know she didn't mean anything bad by it, but right. like, I mean, yeah, it's it's just insensitive. Yeah, like in the end, it's like, <laughs> fair. well, yeah. it's like he, he can't. can't so so yeah. you could say you could say, I wish I could share this with you. Sure, something like that that isn't so put onto the fact of. You can't do this. But hey, thing. you're blind. Yes. <laughs> I wish again. I know she didn't mean it that way. But. Which though generally, I think they did handle his his blindness well. 
generally certainly speaking. i mean none of us are exactly the most um we're not in the, the best the best uh qualifications to That's judge but it seemed i mean it seemed pretty good to me um it seemed it seemed at least decently done i'm sure that there are issues yeah that, that i'm that i just didn't really get um but yeah 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 Honestly, I don't know if it's problematic for me to say so, but one thing I did notice, I thought they handled it really well with, like, making him capable while also staying true to the fact that he could not see things around him. But when he first met Kaylee, she, like, stumbled into his pond and, like, I guess broke his net somehow. And he's like, oh, it took me weeks to make that. I'm like, how how did he know that she did that without seeing it? So I was like, he could have... I mean, he could have heard the, like... The, being in the water, but being in a net probably sound different. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, don't know. I think that's fine. That was like the only thing I thought was, was Did he say it as he was reeling it in and could feel that it was broken, I, maybe? I thought she was I just sitting remember. in it at the time. But I was just like, for the most part, they did really well with that. But then that one thing, I was like, wait a minute. I think at first I when she's he... just sitting and he just says, hey, that's my net. Or something like yeah. that. Which, and which it, is I its own fair was... point. <laughs> I thought he was just... holding it. I he thought he was holding the net when he said it took me weeks to do that because uh, yeah, I can be been, wrong, but I, you know, I remember thinking that doesn't. How did he know that she was? Yeah, there? even the initial comment, "Hey, that's my net," is is a little a little not correct contextually. Um, I have one last story note, and then if you guys have anything else, but then we should move on to ASM animation. But I just sure. wanted to say. Ruber being farted away by the ogre was no, the God. point at which I literally couldn't take him seriously anymore. Because <laughs> yeah. how how can you at that I point? Put bad fart joke. <laughs> yeah. I know good fart jokes. That wasn't one. Yes, of them. no, there are some good fart jokes and some things. This wasn't one of them. Oh, the fart jokes in the Digimon and the first Digimon adventure movie. Those are some. Oh, those were poop jokes. Even oh. Griffin's, those were yeah. good. Griffin's response those was great. When he's oh, like, oh sure, but he's it's like, just do them and he's like. <laughs> But it's just like the the point at which your main villain gets like farted and wacky sounds happen and they slam into a wall as the heroes run past them is the point at which no one is intimidated by your villain anymore. Um, I I never was, to be fair. He's the worst. Oh, fair. But yeah. Um, Dreadful. Unless you guys have any big things, we should um, move on to some animation stuff. Yes. Um, yeah, I loved Kaylee's shaggy little pony. Adorable. Yes. That's yep. great. Um, I have a, just a couple of notes that is basically like, sometimes the animation gets a bit choppy. Um, yeah. The, let's, where else do I have? I, sometimes the angles of action kind of seem like they don't add up, almost like the characters weren't angled correctly on the background. So it almost feels like the, the, the point of views and the perspectives were off occasionally um there was one or two th- scenes where i kind of felt that um and at one point ruber's pupils just disappear for a second so there's definitely some jankiness to this animation which yeah. i'm sure is again very much because of all the production issues and a lot of their animation staff not staying on through the whole thing one of the During- things that i love oh um was the um uh, I think it was like a panning shot over the the kingdom and stuff, mm-hmm. and like the the forbidden forest was was a very kind of painted. Yes, it was very pretty. So there's there are some good. things. Oh, definitely. There's some good and stuff the, in that here. That was one thing that I liked. Mm-hmm. 
I like the animation on the griffin as it attacked and and flew away and everything. Like, that was very fun and dynamic and I stuff. I think they spent a lot of time I, making Aiden look adorable. I don't know if you guys... Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 They actually thanked oh. a, a falconry organization in the credits at the oh. end. So I think they oh. took special oh, awesome. special care to, to draw him well. He was absolutely yeah. very good. I think um, one of the scenes, Ryan, that you pointed out to me that they... A lot of the time, sorry, one of the best scenes was when they were in um, at, at their farm and they sure. were transforming yep. into the things yes. with yeah, the yeah, pit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, I think their use of uh, shadows, yes. movement, body movements, because where I think some of the animation lacked quality into, at times were the movements of, of people or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever just did not look like a real person would yeah, move. Yeah, like or with an some of the dance move. stuff, like the but people's faces scene, would be very low on detail. In that scene, lo- it was very detail. well done. It was very yeah, that, well done. Yes. That whole opening yes. sequence when uh, Sir Lionel is going back to Camelot and they're doing that song and there's the people dancing, that whole opening sequence was pretty shaky animation wise. Like, yeah. When they lower the drawbridge and the horses, like, appear. I think it was specifically those screen. horses entering what that made me put my. Sometimes the animation gets a bit choppy now. Yeah, yeah, they, like, appeared. Also- like, half the horse was on, on the screen in, like, the first yeah, frame was- that they appeared. It was pretty. It was pretty rough. Yeah. There's some jank in there. Yeah, and there was also a weird spot at the very beginning. Kaylee and her father, after they rolled down the hill, and he was standing at one point. He was just paled out, like his oh, really his, oh, I his didn't eyes catch that one. almost. I don't mean, but his eyes and his hair. Sure, he looked they off just for looked, a second. It looked off. Um, yeah. and yeah, there were some things like that. Yeah, so, there, yeah, there was one when the dragons were doing their song, where the jump to the different. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They they just kind of smile at each. They're like grinning at each other or whatever, and then they jump to the like they're like doing a little shimmy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Song transition too. Literally, a shade pulls down. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, Yeah. no, and but I, I guess you. It's easy to find those points, and you can find stuff like that even in in higher budgeted animated films. Um, Even even like Jurassic Park. Um, in the end scene where the raptors are attacking the T-Rex, there is literally a frame where the raptors disappear. Just um, yeah. So like it, those things can be notable, but they're easy to overlook if the quality is there for the rest of the thing. Yeah. And yeah. I think it says something that so many of these things caught our notice yes. that the quality wasn't as there as it could have been for those two matter as much as they did yeah and that, I that whole opening them... sequence felt rushed to me it did the whole, yeah. the whole thing the they were like we need an opening thing the here people dancing look kind of weird yes they did they're yeah. the choices they did to minimize detail like yeah they lost nose it, it it was yeah not as good as some of the other scenes i think some of the the best consistent animation was on the griffin was on yes. aiden um, and 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 some of those scenes, and even in the Forbidden Forest, I mm-hmm. think that that was some of the best consistent. Yes. They also, I I think, did a, a good, a fair, um, consistent use of the shadows. So, like some of the best animation also was the shadows of the dragons or the shadows of the you know the new ones, and that contrast mm-hmm. as opposed to yeah. There's there's yeah. another big animation thing. That we really need to talk about, though, and that is who the use of the CG. And I'm not even. I mean, we'll just elevate in the room. The CGI ogre does not hold up. No, does it? Just doesn't. It It looks bad. It just looks bad. Um, Which is funny because I saw a review that specifically mentioned the ogre. Oh, at the time, wow. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I mean, as a kid, I think I thought it was really cool, but wow, it does not hold up. Um, but the ogre is far from the only CG in this movie. They use it for like tables and rocks when they're like doing dynamic camera movements and stuff. Um, the, all of the Stonehenge rocks or whatever are CG, even when it doesn't feel like they need to be. I I, think the first scene of the movie, they never really mesh very amazingly. I think so too. Yes. And when she's standing, when, and yes, that part. And then also in her song, when she's like standing on that rock and it's spinning around her, the rock is definitely CGI. Um, yeah, it's just CGI appearing in animated movies definitely happened before this. And Disney is able to make that mesh a lot better than they were on with their budget. It just, it never meshed very well. It was passable in, in most of the scenes, but I think that is definitely, it just, it. it always felt a little, yeah, it just, it always felt a bit off and like it might have been better if you had at least just drawn over this. Yeah, back then, it, it took a budget to make CG look anywhere. Exactly. And they just didn't have it. I exactly. Guess. Yeah. I mean, and even Disney and Aladdin arguably didn't do it very well with the escaping the uh, Cave, Cave of Wonders, Wonders scene. Yeah. So, so like... This is a few years later, but they still, they don't when have the budget of a Disney Hercules movie. compared to this? Hercules was 96 or 7. And what year was this? This was 98. 98. 98. Yeah. See, I think Hercules with the Hydra, like that Oh, the was, Hydra looked a lot like, better. Like, stylized enough mm-hmm. where it, you could tell it was. But Stylization it was, is a big. Yeah, it was removed from. Picking the right shader. Yes. Yes. yes like, that one I'll go to is like, you can tell that CG, it doesn't look great for now. But it's still the it movie. Works. It fits. You yeah. don't feel jarred by its inclusion, and like this ogre just did not look good. No, the ogre did. The ogre looked very bad. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, this was definitely after Hercules. So, but no, I mean the budget just wasn't there to put into it. Like Warner Brothers did not care enough to make sure that that looked amazing. And I mean, as a kid, I thought the ogre was cool, but the, the not ogre, so much anymore. I thought it was a rock golem. Um, I didn't maybe know I don't know. Yeah. No, I just mean um, is no, I don't know did. why they were calling him an ogre. He looked like he was part of the. Rock oh sure, no, he did. Just a um, logical choice, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wh- what do you think about if this movie had been live action? No. How do you eh. think that would have gone? Eh. <laughs> I don't I feel would... like there's enough of a good story here for it to. No, really... yeah. I th- I think it could benefit from like a Cinderella treatment though. I, yeah, I could where that where they kind of flesh think... it out definitely. Yeah. I think they, some of the more mystical things that happened in the forest would be hard to translate. Let's to do live some action. live action remakes of some like non Disney '90s movies that were like almost there but could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> um, or just re do a new animated version, which would probably be even better. But whatever. Yeah. I think if you took a lot of the silliness out of it, it could make for a yeah. potentially good retelling of the story. But it would. I think it'd have to be like cutting. a straight, just adventure kind of yeah. tone to it would yeah. work a lot better. Yeah. Let, if it was live let action. DreamWorks give it a try. Give it a, a, sure. a full CG DreamWorks situation. Sure. I'd watch it. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about sound design and stuff. Um, I, uh, as as you may have noticed, because it came on the screen, Patrick Doyle did the music to this. Um, Fantastic composer. You might know him from a lot of stuff, um, but Mom, I know that you at least know him because he did the uh, soundtrack to the fourth Harry Potter movie. Goblet of um, Fire. But yeah, no, he's a great composer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I have a, a, 
I have one very specific note, which was that the heartbeat of the music leading up to Arthur pulling the sword from the stone was really powerful and was like shaking our speakers. Um, so that was that was nicely done sound design wise. Um, but also, yeah, I think Doyle did a really good job using the character themes um, and the yeah. background of scenes to kind of emphasize, oh, we're, we're with this character now or, or I whatever, have a f- you know, I have a few notes on that. Uh, I think he did really, really good. Um, yeah. One is one. Yes. Every time you see. Uh, Kaylee's mom. Yes. Uh, after she sings, it'll pay. It'll do the prayer. Her song. Yeah, they'll do. They'll do the prayer uh, motif, and then uh, ooh, I gotta get through my notes. Where were they all? <laughs> uh, they play a minor sad version of Father's Wings when Kaylee, yes. when her mom tells Kaylee that she can't can't go. It's yeah. like a little sad version of that. That was really cool. Um, uh, three year. Uh, 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 tiny bit of through your eyes plays underneath when Kaylee and Garrett first meet at the pond. Ah, I didn't catch that. Very quietly behind it. Um, there is, Oh, when blade, (laughs) when they're after they've cooked, cooked the dragon, uh, and blade, blade beak is bringing the little, drumstick the tray yeah 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 he's humming on my father's wings oh yeah i I did catch that yeah yeah i caught i caught that one uh and what did i have one more because he that was the Um, only song he was around here huh yeah that's (laughs) good i just realized that's nice where he's like oh like her her love or whatever like i'm around it and like it's still kind of in my head yeah it's kind of really nice and that's a really cool point about all of the music in this because like you said that was like the only song he was around to hear and yeah key he heard it like i think all of the music in this show was what i have learned uh, recently uh is called uh diegetic it it's, actually it's, isn't, which is a point of contention I have with things. Is not all of it is. I'm sorry. Specifically, please, please, please define specific, that word for me. Diegetic means it's heard by the people. Yeah, yeah diegetic is it is happening in the can the 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 action the actual movie. The like are characters are hearing. Gotcha. It. That's what I figured, but um, I wanted to make sure we define. And that. it's not always that because specifically two two things in particular, the opening song is not diegetic up until the point where suddenly some of the people in the crowd right before King Arthur appears are starting to sing and yeah, then King the Arthur's vocals, part all is of diegetic. The vocals, all of the vocals I think are diegetic. There's, there's question about- Maybe, but there was one big part where it definitely wasn't, which was their love song. It started off diegetic and then just suddenly stopped being diegetic for the rest of the song. And I, didn't like that very much. The transition. I would have. I think I would have been okay with it if they had kind of had it be a little bit of a montage for a for for a line or two where they weren't singing it and then went back into it. But they just stop and then don't go back to actually singing the song. Yeah, that might have been. And an that I didn't thing. like that very much. Um, it just. It didn't feel like there was a clear transition to to from diegetic to non diegetic. That's the that, point about the animation, though. Like, what if part of it yeah, was that not being been. able to the, using other scenes to fit in there and and not having the time or money to very possibly make them sing it. Very very I possibly. Th- I think I think they in general did a lot of like mixed di- diegetic and, and incidental music, like. Clearly, the singing is diegetic in a lot of cases, but obviously yeah. the the score underneath it can't be. Yes, of course. But literally, Robert uh, Robert is is like humming along to the score 
of his <laughs> song at one point. Like it's playing, and he's like, <laughs> and then he starts singing again. Yeah, it's there's great. a lot of points where the characters acknowledge that someone just sang a song by interrupting, or like at the end of it, being like, oh, yes. let's not do any more singing though. Like um, almost let's, all the songs. Like, let's really get let's really get into the specific songs too. Um, I, I oh thought that gosh. it was interesting to transition from the funeral to her current self with her on my father's wings opening song. I thought that was um, really good. And my other two notes on that song are as she ran up the cliffside singing, her mouth wasn't really moving to the words, um, <laughs> which is just a bit of an animation thing. Um, and then also the overall song sounds nice, but the lyrics are really boring and vague. What, what She's like, the... I want to do amazing things, you... which is like a really on my father's wings, which is not it's not the opening song. I'm saying her her what? song. I don't really have any specific notes oh, for the opening song. The we can opening go to it if song. you want. Did anyone notice how it was very USA, USA with like the lyrics? Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. gosh. I, I was like, here Truth we are in like justice. England. And it was like <laughs> liberty and justice <laughs> yeah. for all. Divided we fall. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, it was yeah. a choice. So that's all I wanted to say about that. But it made me feel uncomfortable. So. No, that, the ending the ending of that song is certainly my least favorite part of it. Yeah, I was <laughs> um, like, oh, no. Yeah, I, I like I like that opening song up until that point, but that yeah, that end part is kind of weird. Um, but no, her her actual song it's it's basic, it's serving the role of you know the um, the I want song more or less, or the uh, the song about the main character. Um, you know, like Aladdin's opening song and Belle, and it is a thing. Um, but it was she wants very to do what her father did. It was very vague because we don't really know a lot about what her father did. <laughs> and it's, she kind of, it's a relatively weak uh, character song, I think. It, it's, I enjoy listening to it. Like, it's fine, um, but it's, it could certainly be stronger. It's quite fun to sing, but yeah, I would agree. Um, and yeah, any other notes on those first two songs? Nah. I, I, mean, I think it's pretty, but ultimately forgettable compared to some of the other songs yeah, in the movie. Definitely agreed. Um, so the prayer, I thought that the sound effects being present during that sequence really held it back. I feel like it would have been better if there were not sound effects while she sang that song. The prayer sung by Salon Dijon? Yes, it was sung by Celine Dion. Um, yes, Valor was wondering who sang that. Celine Dion. She oh, wow. still sings that in concerts today. Oh, um, that's a beautiful yeah. song. I love it. it is no, it is. Cool. It actually it won it won a Golden Globe for best original song and nice. was nominated for an Academy Award for best original song, but lost oh. to a song from Prince of Egypt. Yeah, Prince of Egypt. Oh, but those um, are good too. Ooh. There's a really yes, there's a really beautiful version by uh, Andrea Botticelli at the end of the credits. yes, which yeah. is in the credits. Yeah, yes, I love it. it was it was very good, um, and I think. It's not Andrea. She sings, but it's another Bocatelli, um that she's she sings it on as it? a duet in a lot of her performances. Um, I actually apparently don't have that written down because it wasn't directly with the movie. I don't know, but yeah, there she she sings it as a duet with with someone um, a lot of the time when she performs it. Um, you missed Ruber's song if you wanted to talk about that. Uh, okay, yeah, no, you're right. Let's go. Let's go backwards for a second to talk about the song that I passed over. So Ruber has has a song. It's not good. No, um, move on. No, it's barely a song. Yeah, Gary, Gary Oldman is great, and but he's not great at that. I think he could have sung it better if it if it were a better song. 
<laughs> he, was, he was speak singing it. I feel like it's a combination of the writing of the song, but also the specific performance Gary Oldman was giving. It just... Yeah. He's fun in the role, but that's that character didn't need to sing. Yeah. Um, except, not, not except as, not as when we get to another part of our podcast. He, d- he didn't get. Of- he oh. didn't even keep his speaking accent in the song. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah it's kind of a like this accent. Well, and then when he sings, I mean, honestly, like, that makes it British. that makes it fit in more with the rest of the music because <laughs> so many of these songs were very obviously not the voice actors who yeah. were voicing yeah. the characters. Garrett's jump was a lot. Well, well, we'll get to that in a sec. But yeah, uh, Ruber's song is garbage, and we can move on. That's <laughs> and I don't like that sequence. But yeah. the prayer I, I, is a is a beautiful song. Um and. Uh, won awards, but I I really Award genuinely awards. feel like that sequence would have been better if they had not had the sound effects mm. while she sang. I also love love, and I still keep singing it in my head, is uh, I Stand Alone. Alright, so yeah, oh. Garrett's song yeah. starts really suddenly and is so obviously a different voice actor that it's honestly comical. It's, it's, it's <laughs> um, jarring. It is, but it's a great song. Because like a lot of times with songs, which was which um, going back to The Little Mermaid and stuff was, was kind of uh, an ethos that they used in Disney movies, is you have kind of a little bit of a lead up in the music before the song starts that does not happen with his song it just very suddenly starts which is fine i love his song but his voice is i mean it's um sorry uh it's brian white who sings for him and uh his voice does not sound like dear carrie's at all um and it's it's a little bit jarring especially with that first song uh because he actually sings quite a bit in this movie um he has a reprise of his song later and then he's of course on the love song um or no, is he on the love song? I think so. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, Brian White's on the love song. Um, yeah, it's it was interesting. I love say. that song. Um, it I was a great song though, that and that song and the sequence itself is fun with the kind of seeing the wackiness of the forest and stuff. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah that's a great song. That's like cool factor times a thousand. That's why I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it's a great way to so intro cool. the character. It really, it's good. <laughs> Ryan, do you like that song? I like it very much, and I, I have I've I've sung it for Vaughn many a time. Uh huh. Yeah. Aww, that's beautiful. Love it's, y'all. it's probably my favorite song in the show. I just love it. It's good. It's very good. Um, the dragon song, um, which it's I didn't even lot. write down what the name of if the song is. If I didn't, have if I didn't have you, right? Of course. Okay, so no, but yeah. I just want to say, it very. Both their characters, but especially their song, was very clearly wanting to inject a genie-like sense of silliness and uh, fourth wall breaking into the film. But it doesn't make sense because they have no real reason to be like that. Like, the genie is this weird, all-powerful being. Yeah. But they're just some dragons who are not even very good at being dragons, and yet they can do all of these fourth wall breaks, which is really weird. Um, but also, I do want to point out there was a cameo of Red from Tex Avery's cartoons in there at one point. So that I was argue, random. Argue most of them are not fourth wall breaks, but are uh, anachronisms. Sure, uh, references. Yeah, yeah references yeah. and anachronisms. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, like yeah, very reference heavy. Yes, that was the song that was on the. Uh, DVD title screen so you would hear <laughs> oh, no. if I didn't have you a oh, lot no. on loop if you played it, which I did, Amazing. which is why I just know this this That's part of the song. 
It's a lot. I will, I will say the song is not super great for that reason, but I think it yeah. was a no a no brainer to have Eric Idle sing if you're going to have Eric Idle oh, on, your, on your movie. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, I I enjoy the song. It's dumb, but I like. I mean, I enjoy it. But it's yeah, it's just a reference. I, I love that that uh, that Cher and Sunny reference that was so topical <laughs> even in 1998 for all the kids watching. Yeah. Lion King reference. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, the Lion King reference. Godzilla yeah, there was, reference. Uh, yeah, so there, was so there was so many. There was because of Eric. There was a Monty Python reference as well. Yet, yes, yes, I saw yes. that. Cease to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. They had uh, Roadrunner, WB. Of course. Well, yeah, like Red from the, the Tex Avery cartoons, which was MGM. But does MGM did MGM does MGM exist? Oh. I forget what MGM's deal is. But for some reason, they are able to use a Tex Avery character from the MGM cartoons. Um, that that redheaded some... girl who's briefly there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I share some notes about Devin and, and Cornwall? That I, that sure. I wrote down? sure. Uh, yeah. I wrote down Devin and Cornwall are spiral colored. Okay. They're, okay. they're purple and white and green, which I found which sure. I thought was fun. Yeah. Uh, and then and then I just wrote dragons as thick boys. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. certainly like are. They are. I liked their design. Even the other dragons. Yes. Yeah. The uh-huh. dragons are thick. All dragons as thick boys. Yeah. Yes. It's true. It's true. That's a very good point. Those other thick boys died and were eaten, though. So oh, that's that a bummer so for them. Oh, my gosh. What, <laughs> what was the craziest thing about that scene? He's like, oh, forget this sword. I'm just going to punch this dragon in the right? face. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He drops the sword, the sword backs <laughs> up against the wall. Yeah. And then just punches. And I'm like, you could have used your sword. And that probably would have... At that point, better, I was like, whatever. Yeah. I was like, maybe he does deserve to be king because he's strong. There. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I was. <laughs> I kept going about how like, oh, those dragons are resistant to fire damage, so they're fine getting like right. <laughs> blown fire on. So he might have been uh, resistant to like slashing, but like not to <laughs> right. that blunt damage. Sure, so punches, sure. Yes, so punches are more effective against dragons. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I was like, that's that's crazy. Good for you. Do you guys have any more specific song stuff before we move on to the last Dang. non-spoiler section? Well, before um, the looking break. through your eyes, through your eyes, that song. Oh, That's sorry. I, do, I the the reason we're I, all here. Do I not have a specific? <laughs> uh, no. In all seriousness, I really. It is my top pick for the 90s slew of uh i'm gonna use that word again (laughs) um of love songs that were just in a bunch of animated movies and that inevitably are in the the uh credits of the song um performed by a pop artist and usually with a very particular beat um this is very specific i love i love i no, i have a playlist of these songs you don't understand how specific (laughs) a thing this is they're I think it, I think it started with Beauty and the Beast has a has um, Beauty and the Beast the saw in the um, in the credits and there's like this very particular like slow percussive beat in the background yeah. and it's yeah. in so many animated movies in the 90s it is absurd it's like um, yeah but no this is like this is I think my number one pick maybe the love song from Lion King two they're both they they yeah, kind of fight good. each other for me Ooh, but I yeah, love yeah. they're so so cheesy but I do enjoy them <laughs> this, very much this song I really enjoy too and uh I'm a sucker for the romance of course but like two comments on that um 
I, I love the part where Garrett touches Kaylee's face and he can kind of envision what she yes. looks like. Yes. I love that part Ooh. so, so much. Yes, yeah. that was cute. Um, yes. That just like makes me melt. And then just the whole song is the definition of the now kiss meme. The whole time I'm just like, <laughs> I <"Kid."> know. <laughs> but I love it. I do love that song. Um, yes. No, yeah, 100%. And also the... Um, the band the cores is is the ones doing the music and and the not garrett vocals for that song um the singing the singing voice for kaylee is actually andrea core one of the the uh, people from the band sure, um, sure, sure. so so yeah um they're they're a band from across the pond so uh other sound stuff though like overall there was a lot of wacky noises that i didn't like yeah um shing yeah, well, not it's very Looney Tunes but, kind like, of noises with the fart, like you mentioned after the fart, like the wacky noises getting bom, thrown bom, into the bom, wall. Bom. Yeah, and they were far from the only time. Yeah, yeah, no, there was definitely a lot of that. Or, or um, there's shows where like there is a noise for like when things fall, when characters blink. It's a lot of a lot of just noise, and and it they didn't do the blinking thing here, but there was uh, instances where things would like fall and there was yeah just like corresponding yeah not, not just like over the top sound noises effects. but more cartoony noises it, yeah it, mm. it felt very looney tune sometimes because of the sound effects in particular yeah mm-hmm. yeah anything else before uh i have one one note about one more song uh sure. well not really a song it's it's an, a motif that they added in there for reasons i don't understand uh uh-huh. superman's theme yeah <laughs> Yeah, that sure is in there. We won't talk about the context, but that theme is definitely in there. I um, just remember it. <laughs> yeah, it. it was. We'll talk about the specific context and spoilers, yeah. but no, it is used and it is kind of baffling. Um, I mean, I guess I, I get it to some extent, but it just. I feel like I've heard somewhere that like Doyle had some relationship with with Williams with John Williams who uh, wrote the Superman theme uh, maybe it's yeah, an homage right. to like his mentor or something possibly I I'd have to look that up again possibly that's maybe this just kind of to add and this isn't exactly the perfect thing to say this but along with the the songs and some of the sound but the storyline there wasn't enough sense of urgency is I think what made this also not be as disjointed because there were so many points where there should have been a sense of urgency and that could have been conveyed with music with actions and i think they they attempted to have it by having ruber and his cronies keep getting close to getting them but but it it kind of had the opposite because there were points that again there was just no sense of urgency and you're like um come on, you've got to finish this quest. And it just got irritating because that happened multiple times. Yeah. So they just needed to keep, and again, I think they could have kept that sense of urgency, you know, paramount and continuing even through sound or something, you know, or a theme song or something. I don't know. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? I have one. I already kind of talked about some of the stuff. Um, like uh, Ruber's um, seeming to be on the verge of an unpleasant thing half the time, and well, pleasant thing, but unpleasant well, for us to witness. Yes, <laughs> um, the, the, stu- the no, stuff with Bladebeak when he was still a chicken was, you know, gross. But um, uh, I would like to note that there was maybe one person of color in this movie, which was yeah. one of the guards for for guards. One of the knights. It's hard to tell yes. the guards from the yeah, knights. Yeah, it was a little hard to tell, but. Um, 
that's not great. We could probably have had a couple more in there, maybe. And I know it's England, but, like, people of color have existed in England for a long time. So we could have had a couple more in there. Yes. Um, But my big thing is, um, remember that first... (laughs) time that uh the dragons kissed each other and um uh-huh. they really kissed each other they sh- yeah they re- so like first of all that's like incest or self-cest i don't know how that counts but it's gross but also it's like gay a as a really joke. drawn out gay joke and it's really gross yeah, yeah. I yeah. Thought that was supposed to be disgusting because it was uh oh two men kissing or their brothers like i couldn't it was definitely out mostly supposed it. to be funny because it was two men kissing it was definitely mostly that yeah, i mean and then he, a little like, bit of that's your brother he suggested yeah that he and then some tongue after. yes yes your tongue <sighs> touched my gum tongue yeah. on my, yeah, tongue on my gums Yep. It's three yeah, it's real gross. It was didn't like that. Uh, yeah, Not I a didn't. fan of that. And then they call back to it later and I'm like, Oh great, this was a good joke for you to call back to. I love it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Devin and Cornwall are gen- just g- generally problematic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Not a huge fan of them for that reason, as much as their voice acting is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do some fun stuff, but also some awful stuff. Yeah, they're really they're not great because of that stuff. Yeah. Should we mention more specific examples? I, well, well, we can. I was say so. Do you have any examples for them or is it? A oh, different? not for them. Yeah. For yeah them. No. Do you have more specific examples you'd like to share with the class? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you should. Twi- yeah. Twice in yeah. their song and once after the song. Um, I think they, they played uh, Devin cross-dressing as a joke. Yep. Like, yeah. And that was, that yep, was not, yep, yep. not great. And then again, later when they get covered in mud after they learn how to f- split yep. spoilers. Yep. <laughs> Valerie uh, was like, yeah, what, is that, what is that stuff on him? And my, it's a bagpipe. And she's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and but no, the other, yeah. And then there's one that, uh, that I don't know if I want to say. Do I, should I say it? The whole thing is where they can't spoilers can't or f- is it not really the one where they spoilers? can't make fire and yeah and and they're saying oh no okay actually I noticed that too it sounded like he said flame R word dragon he did he did I put Which, subtitles on yeah. and he said it so because really? retardant would have made so much more sense even grammatically it feels like but that isn't what he said. Yep. They, wow. they 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 went for a straight up R word. Yeah. That, Why? that just does not that's bad. It that's was. Nuts. It was very I, bad. I just assumed it was retardant. Right, because that would have made more sense. I'm glad you had the subtitles on to verify that's that. Bad. That is it's horrible. Yep. That was just a yeah. just a dumb 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 bad cho- choice from the writer of that. Yes. Yeah, and and to me with this house at hold up it's just inexcusable that you are going to not have sensitivity to things and you're going to you're going to to make jokes at the expense of you know yeah it's uh, people, of, a, yeah. of a class of people that just it's not it's cool. unpleasant and still with i'm i get so sick of the same kind of sexism with even though you supposedly have this progressive Kaylee character who is, has tried to emulate her father since day one and be a knight, but you're gonna, she's gonna have to be uh, in a dress and dress like a lady because that's still got to be her role in society. So you're you're contradicting your, you know, progressive letting your child be, you know what they were, you know, what they're yeah, supposed to it's be. Like I, a, I it's like a pretty that. stereotypical like girl fighting against 
the power structures saying she has to be a certain way, except they barely lean into it. Yeah. So it's both poorly done and also a plot point that has been done in so many exactly. things with lady it's protagonists just... that it's very eye rolling to be there at all. Exactly. Let because... alone done so half buttedly yeah. to, mm-hmm. to use a phrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, just disappointing because they, uh, uh, in addition to that falconry uh, thing that they they thanked at the in the credits, they also yeah. Uh, thanked two two different organizations uh, to do with oh, what was it? It was, it was for for one for, one for the blind and one for uh, 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 I'm just forgetting my words the the written language with the raised letters braille, braille. yeah there's like a braille corporation like or, or organization so or it's like they made. tried with that specific thing because the, they yeah, knew that they had a main character. And, but then and with the falconry and then just certain other things are like, and then we'll just rip on whatever else we want. Oh, yeah, no. exactly. Then we'll be super, super lazy and dumb with yeah. this other stuff. The other to me, uh, offensive thing to me, I'm hypersensitive to it sometimes, but is with Rupert insinuating, um, ravaging or raping. Um, yeah, he did do that, didn't he? And he did that several times. Oh, yeah. And, then, and they even made insinuations. I, I'm not sure if it was supposed to be with Kaylee too, but, you know, mentioning the daughter. And again, that's just very offensive. The daughter that one felt like up. a death threat, but no, uh, he definitely yeah, makes threats up. that don't feel like death yeah. threats. Yeah. yeah, when he's talking about the mom, Juliana, being a part of the plan, he like, yeah, uh, does his hands yeah. Yeah. hourglass exactly. figure. Yeah, making oh, silhouette. No. Yeah. yeah. I heard like, you're why? single. Exactly. It's why? just, it's, it's gross. gross. Yeah, and again, what did that do to help the plot point? And again, that's just where there's insis- you know insensitivity to male mm-hmm. writers or whoever, whatever writers. Then, just like yeah. really, right, right, right. really, we're still gonna we're still gonna do this. It's like we he's obviously a bad dude, but we don't need that. Yeah, to exactly. emphasize it. He yeah, already is, is like twitching all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his gross, gross fingernails. Like those are nasty. Oh, wow. Yeah, we yeah. have enough. We have enough information to know that he is a gross, evil dude. At the, we don't need that. Yeah. Um, because we are getting the real, twi- real long here. A... Gonna. Oh, yeah. I know. No, you're right. As as a thing of villainous intent is probably is also yes. No, you're 100 percent right. I twitches and it's like when when does when is that? He had more kind of a face twitch, but it's still no. There's troubling things with that. No, 100 percent. You're definitely right. But for the sake of time, we need to go ahead and go on to our spoiler alert. Skip to one hour forty three minutes and thirty six seconds. Both mom and Valerie did a little dance. (laughs) (laughs) I was singing the song. Because I do my spoiler spoiler alert alert, and they both did a little dance to it. It's beautiful. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, spoiler stuff. Um, Let me see. Stuff that doesn't. I'm going to say my notes that don't have, that probably won't spark a lot of conversation. Assassin's Creed Hay Bale Jump. Yep. (laughs) Valerie and I both. Eagle's Nest. Yeah. Uh, Do I feel clucky? That line oh. made me want to die inside. And Valor and yeah. Annalise, who was actually watching it some with us, um, but didn't uh, want to be. We already have five people on this. Uh, she she said after that line, I I feel like I need to lie down. <laughs> 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 um, I agree. And then okay, so stuff that might be spark more conversation. Yeah, Bladebeaks just kind of decides not to be evil anymore, and it didn't feel like that character turn was 
as deserved as it could have been, like as developed as it could have been. It was more. I don't know. It was yeah. more visual with like him holding the the other chicken's hand, yeah. but it, it it wasn't communicated well. It just it's felt it felt like it happened really quickly. That whole character yeah. was totally inconsequential to anything. You could remove yeah. him from every scene; yes. it would make no difference, and that's why I hate. Oh, him I mean, most. he's he's well, there for the merchandise. But. Well, and and he was there to to report back about where they had gone. Because they didn't have any other connection. Because both the other two yes. guys that followed her into the forest got swallowed up. Yes, and he yeah. was the only one who was able to continue follow them and tell uh, Robert where where they were. So yeah. they got tiny, tiny. Well, tiny they got thing. spit back out. But oh, okay, they did. Never mind. Yeah. But he could have sent the Griffin to do that too. You know, like he. he yeah. Yes. So it's just like uh, I just hate that chicken. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I liked him a lot as a kid, but I wasn't a a very big fan of his character now. I feel like yeah, it seemed like his whole thing was, was like continually afraid in his position yes. as a villain. I mean, and he was called a chicken like five yeah. times after he yeah. turned really? into blade beak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really laid that on thick. And then I think that was what they were trying to say. It was like, Oh, they're being mean to him. And when he goes back, his, his, his wife chicken is, is nice to him again. And yeah. Then he, I don't know. It's, it was pretty weak. I feel like um, we've we've not we've kind of like jumped all over the place in other sections about oh, yeah, spoilery 100%. things. So the only thing I feel like I, I really have left to say is is my biggest complaint about plot at the end of this is that Merlin also was not planned for or accounted for in any way. He had no bearing on oh, the that's story. True. It was He's like Rubert had this big intricate plot that I think was stupid, but he never at any <laughs> point had any plan for like the literal wizard bodyguard that lives in that town. And, and Merlin well, fortunately can, for him, that wizard bodyguard is conveniently not around and, well, to and he protect was, Arthur. Was, he so. was there. He just did nothing. He, he only contributed Aiden to Garrett. And that's all he did yeah. the whole movie. And that bothered me so much that they have this huge powerhouse mage that could potentially solve this whole issue. But of course, that you know, no one's going to want a deus ex machina wizard to solve it all because that's not satisfying. So I see why they didn't do it. But it's just like... Why didn't you send him on a, a, another quest or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess as a as a kid watching it, since he doesn't do anything in the movie, that's not a problem. It's only when yeah. you are an adult and know who Merlin is that you're like, hmm, not sure about that. Yeah, because yeah. like even it's at actually- the end, he's there and he just did. He just watched it all happen and then he was like, Pat, Pat, good job, bird. And then, okay. All right. He's like, my contribution is this bird to help you. Yeah, That's it. He, yeah. Was, he was given this, like, uh, get, getting to sit above the action thing without actually earning it within the context of the movie. Like, yeah. it, kn- knowing who he is, actually, I'm, I'm okay with him not having been involved because he's, he's, he's one of those, like, uh, mentor wizard in and out of the story kind of people. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, I understand why they did it. It's just weird. It's weird that they chose to have him involved at all. Ooh. Ooh, a, f- a fun, a fun small thing for people who want to listen to spoilers. I guess the voice actor <laughs> for Merlin, uh, John oh, yeah. Gil- Gilgood, uh, he he also was in a, ser- a TV miniseries called Merlin, oh, really? and also and that. also in a movie called wow. Arthur, <laughs> uh, the Arthurian legend. But cool. not his first time being a part of these sorts just, of wow. things. Just just That's happenstance. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, and the biggest thing that in spoilers is that. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, just real quick just before I forget. No, okay. The Superman theme um, was here in the spoiler section, Vaughn, uh, when Kevin and Cornwall are flaming 
um, the Griffin and come to the. Sorry, yes. Uh, I said Kevin, didn't I? Anyways, um, <laughs> when they when they flame the Griffin and, and save um, Aiden, that that's okay. when the Superman theme plays. Oh, they okay. They yeah. save but anyways, and they're yeah, flying. sure. They're that's, flying. that's all it takes. Yeah, it was silly, but yeah, what were you going to no, say? No, I was just going to say, that can, can someone give just kind of a quick recap of what's accomplished in spoilers, plot points? All of the end fight stuff. Yeah, yeah. like... No, I meant, but do you she want got to captured. Audience, what, what's Oh, yeah, she gets ca- she gets captured by Ru- by Ruber, and then... Is, Kaylee. Uh, yeah, and then put into one of the car- the carriages in the caravan. Uh, the mom is at the front of the caravan so that they're not questioned when they go into the city. Um, and then Blade Man monster is threatening her so that she's right, quiet. right, um, right. But the blade, but the Blade Man monsters are all hidden in the carriages, um, yep. Trojan horse sort of thing. Yes. Um, but they get in. They when they are partway in, um, Kaylee stuff happens and she like, Blade Beak helps her. Yeah. Uh, he helps her get out of the thing, but un- she un- she like changed. kicks that guy before yeah. that. Yeah. They run um, over a rock, She starts causing some trouble. Yes, that's right. That's right. He falls, and then she takes advantage of it. Um, to and he like slams and like falls out of the carriage, basically. Which how did they not see him? I don't, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> but basically, stuff breaks bad very quickly. Yeah, Everyone starts fighting. Ruber goes into the castle to go try to murder uh, King Arthur, who he wants revenge on oh, because he, had, he didn't give him his things he so wanted. So, actually, uh, Ruber got the sword. Oh, yes. Had magicked it to his arm. And yes. so that's where the cool mechanics with that, acne that we potion. mentioned. Yes, yes, with that acne Thanks, potion. Acne. Um, well, and this is where I have the biggest, biggest, biggest problem with no sense of urgency because they, uh, because Garrett and Kaylee come out of the forest with Excalibur and, you know, they have this whole exchange that he's not going to go into society again. But then there's no sense of urgency on Kaylee's part to then book it, to warn um, King Arthur and the city that... um, Ruber is coming. No, she's just kind of. Um, she's just. She's, she's just, just literally just humming along the road. She here. She's she's holding Excalibur again. She's. It's not like she's being stealthy. That like she's There's even been looking multiple around. points in the movie that the main villain has caught up to her and almost gotten her. Yeah, so she's not even being aware of her surroundings. She's not trying to book it and get Excalibur quickly to anywhere. She's just humming along, and it's like okay. And wouldn't she mom. know what the bad guys capture? <laughs> yes. So again, she's not even. She just walks into them practically. So I, it was just so irritating. The irresponsibility and lack of urgency. <laughs> it was literally the moment she decided to go back to get, uh, yes, to, to get him that that's <laughs> she when he was shows captured. Up. Yep. Yeah. But it's, it's like, not what? even like anyone's hidden. They're like on this road with all these hills. It's not even yeah. like yeah. she's in a force and yep. she's not paying any attention to her surroundings. She's I mean, I already irritating. mentioned that she's kind of dumb. Very irritating. So. Very irritating. <laughs> Um, Ruber kind of almost seemed happy as he started to disintegrate. Did anyone notice that? Yeah. Like, oh, he had no. a smile on his face. Oh, no. He's well, like, oh, one sweet. Of those, uh-oh moments with what he was feeling. Oh, God. I, uh, man, I wasn't clued into any of this, and y'all are making me like, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> one other thing that went spoilers, because it's just, to me, an annoying I don't know, plot hole, whatever, is it's always, and, and sorry, I just read a novel with my with my students okay. in, in, in class where they talk about people splitting up and, and mm. traditionally white people do this and it's like, you know, the people of color are saying, you white people, <laughs> you split up. No, that's when you get Stay into trouble. Together. But the point is, yeah, of course, they, they, they do their prize, they get Excalibur, they're going to save the Camelot, but 
then yes. split the party and yeah. and just and, and and again have no no plan and no like you need to do this 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 yeah you're just like okay bye farewell get it you know yep. stupid 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 <laughs> yeah and even and even the mm-hmm. even the um the the two dragons i forgot their names are, are and Cornwall. yeah are split from kaylee they're just like they're a little ways there. behind they're a ways behind it you know again just so then uh, they can go no back planning, and get garrett no, yep. yeah nothing um why does Kaylee attend her knighting ceremony in what basically looks, looks like, like a wedding, wedding dress? dress. And I know the answer. I know the answer is. I know the answer is so they could punk you by th- making you think it was a wedding, but she—they're actually just both getting knighted. But like in the film, though, in the world of this thing, where this girl doesn't even like dresses very much, why was she wearing that though? It's knighting. a good question. Yeah. It, it looks mm-hmm. like the same dress her mom was fitting her for back in exactly. the Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't for a nighting. It was yeah. like for her or a wedding. It was and no, they I, they don't seem to have gotten married. I don't know. The, I the, the, text, the text of the... The text of the thing seems, like seems to only yeah. say that they were knighted. Yes, it said just knighted as a joke, as a play on the just married. Right, it's like but they're again, playing with your expectations to say you get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course again, it was. Again, it wasn't a marriage. It might have been like, she's a an independent girl who don't need no man, so she's getting knighted, not married. But she's like in but this in dress that looks wedding. nothing like the other knights for it's some weird. reason. And has it even the... Like, the, the, the the hair, the hair, um, the flowers ring in her yeah, hair, all yeah. of that. It seemed like one of the executives was like, and then they get married at the end, right? And everyone was like, yeah. And then like a later, later after they got fired, because who knows how. Yeah, they just <laughs> changed it just a another, little bit. Another executive was like, oh, we can't have a, her getting married. And so for a woman film, well, they'll explode. <laughs> I would, Probably. I forgive anything that happens with this romance in this movie, because that's to me more important <laughs> You're like, this the was the one plot. part. <laughs> It was also during this scene that um, that the that Devin tried to kiss Cornwall. Again, Am I getting yes. the names right? I guess yeah. Kissing noises. So like, why? 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 Why is it like this? Anyways, uh, that's all the notes I have for spoiler section. Anything Same. else from you guys? No, I'm good. Um, fun, f- fun, literal little plot hole from the stables to the. Uh, Round table room, literally, uh, literally a, a hole in the ground. Oh yes, uh, used yeah. for the plot. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. Look at this mm-hmm. thing I know about that for some reason Rubert doesn't know about. Oh, and the shadows <laughs> broke down there. Yeah, yeah. And wouldn't There's this a weird, be a, a shadow big? Thing. Thing. Yeah, wouldn't this be a huge security breach? <laughs> oh, this isn't spoilers, but I haven't actually shared these fun facts. The studio lost around four hundred million on this film. Ooh, wow. So it wasn't. It was not successful. There were plans to make a stage adaptation of it, which were scrapped. Um, and there was, <laughs> but there was a nightly fireworks show that was performed at Six Flags Great Adventure from '98 to 2001. Okay. Uh, also, there was an action adventure Game Boy Color game based on this movie. I had that game. Nice. Oh. I don't think I got very far. Did you know that they <laughs> were that they uh, planned to make an N64 version of that game, oh, but it was canceled because the movie that. did badly. Oh. Also, there was a computer that game. game that lets you explore the world of the film oh fancy yeah i wonder if i have that game and we have to look for it i bet it's but very i, I bet it's game. very bad <sighs> if i had to if i had to guess based on the general quality of this game film? boy color uh, games based on movies it was probably very bad it's probably hey, dead the <laughs> men in black game was pretty good i said general quality there and are always the, exceptions why do i have so many i had the uh bugs life game too 
I really wow. I played the Bugs Life game on PC. <laughs> what does that say about me? That it's I, a like, bad game. Have movie games in my <laughs> library. You <laughs> like movies? It's yeah, it's fine. Um, I love it. Like, okay. She likes this movie. Get her this game. Anything else, spoiler wise, before we go on to favorites? Nope. All right. Um, oh, oh no. Oh. I'm sorry. One, one sure thing. I'm sorry. The 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 whole. I, I liked the choreography of that last little fight scene of of re re, oh, yes. re, re stoning the sword as it were. Yes. I, I wish that, that the stones great. hadn't been CG, but besides yeah, that, yeah, I liked mm-hmm. it. No, I liked it in it calling back to the initial yes. lesson. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. it was it was and, certainly competently and actually, done. Yeah, in that in that case, but that's she, the CG. She is his eyes. It was nice, and it was a call a good callback. And uh, yes, in that moment, she is his eyes. It was lovely. Yes, I agree. Okay. Okay, no more spoilers. Uh, let's go on to favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? Um, for any of these, if it is spoilers, just be really vague about it. Fart, ogre fart. Yeah, that's your least favorite. I, I mean, there's a lot of there's not a lot of not great ones, but that one. That's was true. Very there's a lot of good Mine's, ones to choose mine from. Mine is the creepiness, uh, the sexual innuendo of with Rupert with the mom. Sure. And and when they when he attacks and they're in the room and all that and he he makes the motion with his hands of her figure and yeah it's really perfect. gross yes how about you guys anything with a chicken in it I'm sorry I hate him <laughs> <laughs> does not like blade beak nope I I think we can anticipate who your least favorite character is but oh, we'll see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um how about you Ryan uh Lisa saying probably either a uh, it's a it's a tie for me between that weird uh, ember grabbing scene, oh, yeah. sure, and the scene where Cornwall ate Aiden. It's not a spoiler because it doesn't matter, and that's why I hate it so much. No, it, literally, yeah. it was just a nothing scene. And it, it was, was dumb. no, yeah, and then he made and made a bunch of Looney Tune sounds in their stomach, and then came back out. Yeah, yes, came that out, was bad. Uh, Devin's mouth. Yeah, I actually now that you've mentioned it, I think I have to agree that the fire. Ball, the 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 ember grabbing scene was my least favorite just because it felt like it could have just easily been snipped right on out of that movie because yeah. I really don't like the ogre scene mostly because it's an assault on my eyes and I love animation very much <laughs> but it does at least serve some sort of purpose um, to some extent sure. whereas the the, the, the coal grabbing scene just didn't need to just snip it just snip it right on out of the movie and no difference Mm -hmm. just fade from the scene before it to the scene after it and you're golden Mm. um so yeah i think that's my least favorite how about favorite scenes i'm thinking anybody else have it if any if either of you have one because they're they're Um, thinking i think i think oh sorry no it's okay um you can go i was just gonna say um with Along with the song, uh, I Stand Alone. Yeah. But I just love, uh, 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 yeah. I'm actually with Jan on Garrett that. That's probably my favorite part. I think I may yeah. be too. I've literally I watched think I a, am YouTube too. Clip, <laughs> a YouTube clip of that song so many times. Yep, yep, yep. yep. No, I think I have to agree. The segment itself is really fun. The song yeah. is great. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a lot, a lot bad. But that then, like, thing stands out the most is very, like, good and emotional yeah oh, I also on the really, yeah sure. we're all on the same yeah page. i also just really like i mentioned earlier i like that one part of looking through your eyes where he touches your face and it shows like how he can see her yes. i think that was like yes. just stylistically yeah. a beautiful choice and i, I love that mm-hmm. it's touching yeah it was really yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how about least favorite character you know <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's your least favorite one Vaughn? No. yeah no. I, I hate him I hate him so much <laughs> 
<laughs> so one vote for Blade Beak. Uh, definitely. Mine, mine is Rupert, Rupert because he's just such a disgusting. I mean, I know you have bad villains, but sure. I don't like bad villains. I mean, you know, like evil villains that are also um, creepy, you know, rapist, you know, whatever type people and, and, and just disgusting disgustingly over the top. I can get behind that too, because I think this, especially in this day and age, we're like moving towards villains who are interesting because you you get backstory, people try to make them sympathetic or at least understandable. And this guy's just like your stereotypical, well, he's evil because he's evil. Uh, And it's it's so boring. You know, like we're tired of that. I think there's some place for that sometimes. Like Jafar's really fun, but I just, there's so many things that don't really work about Ruber, both in terms of, of his characterization and just how he's even used in the plot and that makes design. him seem so ineffectual. And yeah, I just, mm, he, I have, I have a hard time deciding. Cause to me, there's nothing redeeming about him. Sure. And to me, that doesn't make for a great villain that there's nothing you can, that you can't you even can enjoy or enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he yeah, somehow befriended a Griffin and he punched a dragon in the face. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so. That's true. <laughs> I have somewhat of a controversial, I think might be controversial choice for my least favorite character. Um, I think my least favorite character, and there's lots of little bits and pieces of character stuff to not like, um, but I think my least favorite character overall is actually King Arthur. Oh. Ooh, please explain. I'm so curious. He is so ineffectual throughout the whole movie like when when uh, Ruber starts attacking, he's like panicked face, like fumbling for the sword, and the only reason he isn't killed is just because his sword is magic. And I it, agree. Yeah, it, it, it he just was like ineffectual throughout the whole thing. I mean, he gets you know injured, what? I guess. But you whatever. know, I think oh, I just had a it might have worked better if he had still been a kid. Because oh, then yeah. he could have done literally the exact same things, and it would have been much more understandable because he's a kid. So here's a thought about mm-hmm. the universe you just made me think of. You know how he gets his arm broken or cut or whatever happens, and it's yeah. in a sling. Yeah. Okay, so why couldn't they just get those leaves that Kaylee found in the forest? I mean, surely with Merlin on his it's side. It's forbidden. No one knows about those. But he has, no he has a literal wizard. He has a literal wizard. <laughs> He's got to have some kind he of... He asked him if there was anything his magic could do, and, and Merlin being mysterious I Merlin think Merlin like, is like, you need to be hurt so that other people can do the things. <laughs> so yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's there's established things in the universe that become solutions to problems, but then they're like, oh, nope, can't do that for just reasons, and that kills me. Yeah. I really feel like it. Arthur would have worked a lot better as a kid, though, now yeah, I'm really yeah. thinking no, about that's, it. That's... Because he really doesn't do anything. All but yeah. for the timing, because, I mean, he drew the yeah. sword from the stone when Kay- the day Kaylee was born, according to the her father. Yeah, but uh, does that ultimately do much? Like, I don't think you need to have that detail, and then you don't have to have as, you don't have to have him have all of his knights. He can just have some of them, and Ruber was somehow one of them. It's, so, like, he doesn't different. have to have, because the knights don't, like, help with the fight or anything. They don't do anything yeah. helpful. I think, for but for the story, it's the the context of it is that they have brought everybody together. Yeah, and I guess it'd be hard because her father was his legacy as being part of King Arthur's thing. So. Yeah, yeah, it would it wouldn't quite work. Yeah, without without changing some of that context. That's true. It's it's not just an immediate transfer of like he can just be young, but I mean you're right. No, you'd have to change those some things, things. Would be but... more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he were young, 
And I'd probably have to agree with Vaughn about Blade Beak. I didn't like his womanizing stuff. In the I think beginning. I have to agree with Blade Beak too. I, I'm kind of, I'm waffling between Blade Beak and Ruber, but Ruber at least serves a plot function. So I think in that I sense. I like Julia White, but. Like, character at least it. Ruber is doing something, but Blade Beak could just not be in the movie and it'd probably be better. Yeah, he's just cheesy. Like with Ruber, oh you just God. have to change how he is as a character, but he's still got to be in there. But Blade Beak, I just don't have Blade Beak in it. Yep. Like anything that Bla- like the handful of things Blade Beak does have someone else do or something else make that thing happen. Like when, when at one point he his, is using his blade as helpful, like something else can do those things yeah. or someone else. And I think yeah, he doesn't need to be anything in else sharp in yeah. the area. To cut, <laughs> any any sharp object. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, favorite character. Garrett. 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 No, 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 don't say Garrett. Garrett should be an Aiden. Yeah, Aiden's good. Garrett, Aiden. Aiden. Thanks, Frank Welker, for Aiden. We've already established, like, generally, Kaylee's not very. I I ultimately didn't hate her, but she's certainly not my favorite. I don't dislike her, but she's not. Let's turn Aiden into a Hawkman, and then Garrett and Aiden can be a couple. (laughs) (laughs) Is that okay? A not surprising oh my situation. I'm willing to bet that Aiden is, <laughs> is like a magical, familiar kind of situation, so he probably already could do that if he wanted. Ooh, good point. <laughs> I know, I think Garrett, though. Actually voiced yeah. by Does, does any of us not think Garrett? No, it's Garrett. We all it's agree. It's Garrett. It's Garrett for me. Yeah. Okay, so this, mu- this movie is a musical, so uh, let's get it out of the way. Least favorite song. Uh, does anyone not agree that it's Ruber's song? Because his song is the worst. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, if I didn't have you close second, just, yep. but Ruber's was At least not, if I didn't have yeah. you as a competent song. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in complete agreement. Yeah. So yeah, his song is the worst. Mm-hmm. Favorite song. Is it The Prayer or is it I Stand Alone? Stand alone to me, it's me. a standalone. Yeah. I stand alone just because I oh. love that whole scene. I was anticipating it. The Prayer for you. I love The Prayer. That, I love The Prayer, especially The Mom and Me. Uh-huh. But The Stand, I Stand Alone is just so inspirational. I just almost, I just loved it. I don't know. But then it can be used sad where you're like, I, know. I stand alone. Yeah, I, I, like, know. I, yeah. I know. I know. Dual functionality. Yeah, you get that reprise in and you're kind of sad about it. It. it's yeah. good yeah but prayer yeah. is my absolute close second i love that i adore that but i think just based with the animation and the character um of garrett which i love i stand alone i love yeah i'd, I'd say i stand alone on top and then close tied for a second uh the, the prayer and uh yeah. through your eyes i agree with that mm-hmm. that's going to mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's my order there too. are some great songs in this. i think mm-hmm. for me if we're talking as it's used in the movie so including both the song and the scenes and everything, then it would have to be I Stand Alone. But if we're talking about the song that I most enjoy listening to on the soundtrack, then I think it's looking through your eyes for me. Mm. Well, if, you're, if we're going to put it in that context, then I would say Prayer would be my number oh, one. Interesting. Just because it's just so beautiful. It is. Mm-hmm. Cool. It won, it won an award. Mm-hmm. So Award-winning song, yes. Mm-hmm. But in the context of the movie... I Stand Alone is my favorite, and then Prayer. What character would Tim Curry have played if he were in this movie? Oh Ruper. Then I wouldn't have hated Ruper. And His name is Ruper. I gotta Ruper, remember this section. I said Ruper. <laughs> I like that you've been caught unawares both times. It's R U. It's R U B. Oh, I. You know what? Okay, Ruber. Okay, so Ruber. Because here's the thing: is his song wouldn't have been horrible because Tim Curry Curry's voice. 
Yes. That it still been wouldn't incredible. have been one of the better songs because it would have been just one of the better, but Tim Curry but... would have made it so much better. He would have made Ruber not as creepy and he could have made him more nuanced and then made him a good villain. I don't know. I mean, he wouldn't necessarily have not been as creepy if he was still written the same way. But no, I th- I love Gary Oldman and he can do some really good villains. But I do think so I would good. have enjoyed <laughs> Tim Curry more in that role. I know who for... I want. Go uh, for it. I want him to be Blade Beak. I feel like yes! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that would have made it way more enjoyable for me to sit through all those weird references to hear. Yes. Yeah, funny. I think it would have been really enjoyable to hear him make some of those jokes in that just classic it, Tim Curry voice. Yeah. I could have even yeah. forgiven some of the weird unhealthy chicken scenes like with his wife <laughs> if it was like do you wait oh my god so his chicken sounds are just clearly tim curry doing the chicken no, sounds. that's too much no 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 that's how it has yeah, to be I, I, I hold want, on hold on i want tim curry doing been... it but not trying very hard to be a chicken you know what i mean just like tim curry <laughs> yeah. as the voice of a chicken being tim curry that's all i want okay okay hold on hold on yeah would you have been okay with tim curry saying do you feel clucky I, I feel like that's the only way I could have liked it. I oh, I kind of want to... I, really, I might have died less inside, yeah. I need us to get... I don't know if I could have handled that. I need us to get Tim Curry on the horn and just hear him say it, because I, I yeah. kind of want it in my life right now. Yes, yes, <laughs> what, if, yes. what if he's the dude that says the Excalibur was stolen, who hears the horn? He's just that one guy. It's just Tim Curry like, Excalibur was stolen. Listen, I don't know if, if we can oh have gosh. this whole movie redone with just Tim Curry voicing everyone... <laughs> <laughs> what if he was the dad? No, My star rating is about to go through the roof. Sam <laughs> Curry as Sir Lionel. Sure. Yes. That would have been, been good. I might have cared more about him dying. Yeah, yeah. As I much that. as I love as much as I love Griff- Griffin's uh, delivery of oh. I was thinking about that too. P- Pincho's delivery of precisely. Yeah. As much as much as I love it. Uh I think uh yeah, Tim Curry could have done yeah, that, good stuff yeah. there. That would have been an interesting, yeah. Lots of choices. I no, think yeah. Have I don't think it would have been. Is a good there an old lady in here that he could voice? Oh, I don't think <laughs> to there keep, is to an keep to keep up lady. with with my suggestions no. that I've been making in the past. There's no old lady that could really. have been written into this, <laughs> right? But she wasn't. Tim Curry if the witch was in here, then he could be the witch. <laughs> yes, yes. But other, there's no really old ladies. I, man, I think I'm about to do a fan project. He could do the mom, but then she would have to be reanimated to be I know a lot Tim older. Tim Curry so much. He can make things so much better. Tim Curry is very good. I love you, Tim Curry. Um, all right. Well, let's go on to our overall consensus. Um, we can reiterate if we recommend the movie um, in general and if, if you have any caveats and then star ratings. You can do both at the same time. So okay. Okay. Um, who would like to go first? I think I'm even stronger that I would recommend it. I just think there's Go a, for lot, it, a lot of lot of good. Well, I mean, I just mean is I just think definitely there's some problems. Um, there's some isms that I don't like, but I just think overall that it wouldn't be as it's obvious to us as adults. I don't think it would be as problematic for younger, you know, younger kids. And I just I just feel like this is a feel good movie, and that overall the themes and some of the the good well done characters just kind of compensate and I don't know, just a happy feel good movie. I would recommend it. What's what would you rate score? it? Ooh, rating. Yeah. We're doing both at the same time. Ooh, I didn't know that. Okay. 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 So I think I'm going to have to go with a, do I want to go three or two? Okay. Then I, I think I would have to go with a 3.0. 
I don't think I would go higher because of the problem. Just to remind you, you are putting it on the same level as uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves, which all three of us agreed. You was know what? A three Actually, movie. I I want to I want to amend that. I I'm going to go to a two point. Uh, seven five because especially the problems with animation in coupled with some of the other problems. That's yeah. fair. And I'm uh, do I want to go down to two point five? I, I think I'll stick right now with two point seven five. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll I'll go down to two point five. <laughs> You're like I will take that step. <laughs> I, I was yeah pretty much the King of Thieves that was my gauge seeing the other scores. That's like. It's, I mean, King of Thieves had issues with some characters, but it, it generally looked good and all of that. Uh, so with some of the weirdness with the uh, Cornwall and Devon, yeah, I would say 2.5 and like the animation and things like that. I would still recommend it because uh, some of those songs are like really good uh, and Garrick's character is great. So yes, 2.5 for me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do either of you know yet? Yeah, I, uh-huh. I know. Um, go go, go for, for it. I, I also gave it a 2.5. I think um, the there's like just so many cheesy one-liners. And for me, plot is a huge thing. I think a lot of the situations and events are just so forced um, just for the sake of pushing the plot forward. It all seems very contrived. Um, but the music and, you know, the romance between Kaylee and Garrett is really touching. And so for me, that carries it. And that's the reason it even gets 2.5 stars. I think... Um, it's not a movie that I would purchase and I wouldn't rewatch it frequently, but I think it does deserve at least one viewing and probably a purchase of the soundtrack. But other than that, it's, it's not really definitely purchased. It's, pr- it's pretty average. Yeah. Ryan, do you know yet? Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to land it just right on a three, just right mm-hmm. on a three. Um, it's, it's. Obviously, as we've discussed, has its issues, but I think, especially if you're just interested in '90s era animated musicals, it's kind of a a, a must watch. Just it's in that it's in that list. Um, so yeah, it's, I'd land it on a three and and say give it, give it a look and enjoy the songs and mm-hmm. don't don't expect too much from it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I add one thing? I know because yeah. you do your final touch. I think the reason, too, is that we we haven't really mentioned or any of us really mentioned. The other thing that keeps me at a 2.75 is I love the unlikely heroes. I love how you have Garrett, who is a blind man who has overcome that with his things. You know, I like how you have this this hawk that can take down the griffin. I just like some of those things about it. I love those being the heroes, the protagonists. Um. Did your mind get changed? A little bit. Are you um, going to recommend it? Even by what mom just said. Um, no, I do not recommend it. Hmm. I give it a 1.75. Um, it's just not a very good movie is the thing about it. It's The plot's not very good. Most of the characters aren't very good. The main villain is awful. The CGI in it is terrible, and the other animation is okay most of the time. It has a couple of points where it's better than that. The main thing it has going for it is the songs, and I can listen to those without watching this thing. (laughs) Um, In fact, in some cases, such as The Prayer, which has a bunch of sound effects all over it, uh, it is better to listen to it without watching the film. So, yeah, it's a 1.75. I would rather watch... The original All Dogs Go to Heaven, 
Like, I will, at least that one feels like it ha- that one feels like it has a lot more artistic integrity, even if it is kind of a trash fire plot wise. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I would. I just don't think it's a good movie, and I wouldn't recommend it. I think the only reason that I would even consider recommending it is because I have nostalgia for it. And I don't think that's enough to carry it as a movie for anyone else to watch. So I guess my caveat is if you have nostalgia for it, give it a rewatch, see what you think, get that soundtrack. Cause you know that you still love that, but like the movie, well, it's not good. So I'll I say just, this about the soundtrack. <laughs> I, I tried finding it and listening oh, yeah. to it yeah, yeah, yeah. today. And it's not really that accessible. Like it's yeah, not. It's not really the versions from the sh- from the the movie, like with or without like dialogue on yeah. top, as they sometimes make cho- the choice to do in, right. in soundtracks. It's it's like alternative versions. Some of That's which awesome. are the ones that appear like in the credits. Like there's yeah. like a Leanne Rhymes one or something. Is <laughs> yes, yes, there is. <sighs> and I'm, I don't know. It's just. It is hard to get a hold of it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, If there was like a real score and soundtrack release. Yeah, I think there's like two tracks of score on the thing. Yeah, it's... No, it's not a very good soundtrack release, unfortunately. But if you can get a hold of those songs, they're great. But no, I wouldn't recommend the movie. And a, a one point seven five is what I'm gonna is what I'm gonna keep it to. I I was consider I was gonna go for a one point five, but I decided to bump it up just a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just can't think of any other. I was just thinking of live action or movie though that that uses not only the the true kind of medieval knight you know chivalry theme and lets a blind man be a main main protagonist and 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 have those knightly chivalrous qualities you know yeah, and great that person. that so and loving love the soundtrack is it. why yeah. I bumped it up. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. But generally, four, four out of five would recommend this yeah. movie. Four out of five. <laughs> four, four out of five people on this podcast would recommend yeah. the movie. <laughs> um, so do with that what you will. Um, let's. Okay, uh, okay. I guess. I guess that's it. Yeah. Um, I, we would like before before we tease it what the next movie would be to just really thank our guests for being on here. Yes. You guys were lovely yeah. and it was very enjoyable and, and doing this so with you. Much. Thank you for having so us, you guys. You're wonderful. We love you guys very much. And this was it was it's gonna be a long one, but I think it's gonna be better with you guys on it, you know? Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. Thank you. you. Oh my gosh, thank touched. you. Yes. You yes. guys just bring some fun, interesting perspectives to things, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Pitch it's just on. always us three, and me and Valerie are, like, almost the same person sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And yet, uh, no. Yeah. No, no, we definitely, yeah. I mean, well, you rated the movie way higher <laughs> yes, than me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, we just want to thank you guys. You guys are great. Um, I will just say this, though. Um, both Ryan and Vaughn are amazing um, people, artists, so... There will be more to come in the future from them. Aww. They are amazing. Oh no! Oh yes. Gosh, very true. Um, <laughs> so sweet. How dare you assault me with your kindness? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a birthday present on my birthday with a birthday. No, I'm sorry. oh my oh. god. Uh, <laughs> but yes, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank Next you. time, uh, we are going to be going over to China, but not with a movie made in China. Um, and we'll have some fun, interesting times there. We will actually have one of our guests here back for that episode. <gasps> um, Who could it be? L- Pretty sure it's me. 
I don't know. <laughs> Look forward to it. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thank thanks you. Thanks for listening. Love Bye. you. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Yeah, Bye. Please subscribe. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.